vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, criticism of salary paid to Hertfordshire nursing chief, British relief plane heading to Nepal, and seven arrested after drugs raids across Milton Keynes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Patient groups have described the £200,000 salary paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. West Hart's NHS Trust says the cost of appointing Jackie Ardley was in line with market expectations. More from Tony Fisher. The Trust says that as chief nurse, Ms Ardley had overall responsibility for the safety of patients at their hospitals in Watford, St Albans and Hemel. It adds they had to employ her for more than six months as they had difficulty finding anyone to fill the role permanently. Patient concern says the amount she was paid is outrageous and the Royal College of Nursing described it as shocking. A British plane carrying supplies and soldiers is en route to Nepal to help earthquake relief efforts there. The death toll has risen to 4,300. The disasters Emergency Committee, which brings together a number of British aid charities, is launching an appeal this morning to help survivors. An emergency planning officer from central Bedfordshire is in the capital Kathmandu. His colleague Aaron Murphy says Mark Conway will use skills learned here to help out there. Mark will be helping uh, with confined space rescue. Uh, he'll be using specialist probing equipment to detect signs of life under the rubble, shoring up collapsed building, making it safe, uh, repatriating families with survivors and also helping out providing um, food, water, Water and shelter for the victims of this disaster. Seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. The men are aged between 30 and 60. Around £50,000 worth of drugs were recovered along with large quantities of cash. Thames Valley Police say the raids were in response to issues raised by the local community. A serious case review has begun into the unexplained death of an infant in Malden in Bedfordshire. It's been carried out by Central Bedfordshire's Safeguarding Children Board. A post-mortem into the death on Saturday the 11th of April was inconclusive. Police say an investigation is continuing. A state of emergency has been declared in the US city of Baltimore after a night of rioting that police say has left more than a dozen officers injured. The demonstrators are angry about the death of Freddie Gray, a black man who sustained spinal injuries while in police custody earlier this month. The mayor of Baltimore is Stephanie Rawlings-Blake. It is so frustrating that people think that this, this makes sense to destroy our community when we know that those people who live there that are already hurting are going to be the ones that pay for that. A mobility scooter rider who was injured in a collision with a car in the grounds of Milton Keynes Hospital has died. The 75-year-old was injured last Monday morning and died on Friday. The driver of the blue Ford Escort involved, a man in his 80s, was not injured. Police have again appealed for witnesses. In sport, Watford will be joined by Bournemouth in going up to the Premier League after the South Coast side all but secured promotion by beating Bolton 3-0 last night. It means Bournemouth are three points and 19 goals clear of third-place Middlesbrough with one game to play. The weather, a cold start, then mostly dry with bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Oh, the vibe is strong with this one. If you've got blank tape, put it in, press record and play now. If you've not got a blank one, just get an old one, put a bit of tape over the top or a bit of paper in the, the hole. Tape over like a now, that's why I call music six or something. I mean, it don't matter. Tape over your kids talking. It don't matter. It won't be as good as this. Seriously, man. 
if this show isn't one of the top five shows what I have ever done, I will come round personally and uh, uh, pleasure you in any way you deem fit. Financially, physically, any, any way you deem fit. Yeah, that's it, Kelly. That. If that's what they want. Because the vibe is strong with this one. Welcome to the first hour of the show. We're coming up with the name tomorrow. We're going to decide on the name tomorrow, so we're still open for your suggestions. What do we call this secret magic wonderland of 60 minutes? It's 56 now. Between 6 and 7, 08459 and the top secret question this morning is, are you Beachbody ready? Across yeah. beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The O, the 8, the 4, the 5, the 9, the, the 5, I can't do that. The O, the, o, the 8, the 4, the 5, the 9, the 5, the 4. No, no, the th- I, got, round. I can't do that. No, you can't. Someone, you try and do it like that. The O, the 8, the 4, the 5, the 9, the 4, the 5, the 5, the... Oh, no, I can't it's do it. Hard. I'm never going to be a guys, cheerleader. Guys, <laughs> you at home, this is great fun, and this is another fun phoning we can have. You phone up and try and say a telephone I number without... Do we with, have to say the O to the 8 do to the 4, Don't even five, make it... Let's, let's start with the basics. Let's start with the basics. Kelly Betts. The O, the 8, the 4, the 5, the 9, You're the reading four, it, mate. You're five, reading it. Look at me when you do five. it. Look at me when you do okay, it. Okay, the O, the 4... <laughs> there we go, you see? We found something the human mind cannot do. Isn't that amazing? Passion for donkey. 
Any bowl of pound, fresh fruit, come and get it. Any bowl of pound. Women in underwear just look nice. It's just a supplement. Nothing better than when the camera comes up to the side of a drummer on top of the pops and he's drumming away and he realises that the camera's there so he turns and he does a drum face to the camera <laughs> for the kids at home. I used to go out with the drummer and that drum oh. face was quite off-putting. Um, what was he uh, like? Um, hang on a second. Very similar. Anyway. What was he like on with his... What, were, what was his stick work like? There we go. We got there in the end. What was his stick work like? Um, pretty good. He'd been doing it yeah. for a long time. Yeah, did he like bashing the skins? Yep. Um, was he good? Was he good at keeping time? <laughs> what was his What was his rhythm like? Yeah, well, all that. Yeah, did he? Well, like, you know, did, it, did he like to pound away? Yes, great. Which so, is handy, but um, it's you a know, drummer, isn't it? Now he's uh, doing that with someone else, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It wasn't meant to be. I like drummers. No, I don't. No, I don't like drummers. I like drums. I like the sound of the drums. Mm-hmm. Bumbody, bumbody, bumbody. I drummed bum. once through a whole concert. I can't play the drums. Hey. I just did that. I did the Ringo Starr. Dum, 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 dum. For okay. three hours. Okay. <laughs> just, just trying to. Um... Oh no! Sometimes I did. Dun, 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 dun. Oh no! Go, go, on, Kelly. You do that one. That's yours. Was he always Slayer on time? That doesn't make any sense. What? Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. Um, did you count him in? Eh? NHS campaigners are questioning the amount the West Hearts Hospitals Trust has shelled out for a chief nurse. It's a shame we've got to do stories, isn't it? It's a real shame. Jackie Ardley was brought in for six months while they found someone to cover the role permanently. Her fee? Flip it, heck! I'm in the wrong job! was more than £200,000 at a time when the Trust declared losses of 13.4 million quid. Catherine, by anyone's standards, 200 grand is a lot of money. What has the Trust got to say for itself? Well, the West Hearts NHS Trust says it's done nothing wrong. The cost of appointing Jackie Ardley was in line, it says, with market expectations and commensurate with the responsibilities of her role. It says that as chief nurse, she had overall responsibility for the safety of patients at their hospitals, as Watford, St Albans and Hemel. Adding the chief nurse role is pivotal within our organisation and Ms Ardley was responsible for the professional leadership of our 2,500 nurses, midwives and healthcare assistants who has to be said probably were in about 23 grand each. Hang on a minute, so she, did, she, did, we get, did she get £200,000 for six months? Yeah. Flipping heck! 
Whoa, now, what we don't know... Player? We don't know. I mean, she's got her own uh, consultancy firm. Yeah. We don't know if the salary involved any pension money and the trust won't comment on individuals' pay, but they say she was employed via an employment agency and her costs included a commission paid to the agency as well as VAT at 20%. Yeah, but she'll get the VAT back. She'll claim the VAT but Oh, player, that's outrageous! Um... What do patients groups say, he, he said? Kind of what you said, but <laughs> yeah, with, with less admiration in their voices. <laughs> Patient concern told us the amount she paid was outrageous. Yeah, oh, Roger Goss from the organisation told us the work, nurses working on the front line who are under more pressure every day will be rightly horrified and it's utterly unfair they should bear the brunt of pay cuts while their bosses pocket these incredible pay and pension deals. Um, the body representing nurses, I, well, it, it puts them in a bad light, so I guess they're not particularly happy as well. Well, I mean, they're on both sides of the coin here, aren't they? She was a nurse, yeah. and they are representing nurses who are on a substantially, you know, Jackie smaller Ardley. amount. At a time when NHS finance is in crisis, say uh, the Royal College of Nursing, it's shocking that some NHS bosses continue to receive such vastly inflated financial rewards. Senior managers, such as chief executives, do important and highly valued work, but they shouldn't be getting disproportionate pay rises and bonuses while frontline staff continue to struggle with financial restraint. Nursing staff will struggle to comprehend that their bosses have had an average 6% pay rise when they're only getting 1% this year, having seen their pay fall further and further behind the cost of living over the last few years. Uh, across the NHS, the squeeze that, on budgets... Just, just where I said that, yeah. that's the length of a statement where people start to fade out. Yeah, I know. Just, I just was registering that for myself. You can carry on. Uh, but well, that's the point where people switch off. Uh, OK, so if you've switched off, you won't hear me saying that across the NHS, the squeeze on budget... And in fact, it's not me saying it, it's the Royal College of Nurses. It's a statement. Uh, the squeeze on budgets causing staff shortages. Uh, when money's scarce, the priority should be to relieve pressures, not to boost the pay of those who are already so well rewarded. Well, I mean, fair play. Fair play to Jackie Yardley. It's not her fault. If they're going to... Yeah, if they're going to pay that. I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, 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 I'm kind of tempted to say for Jackie Ardley, you've played the system well done. Meanwhile... It's not her fault. Listen, I've been paid ridiculous money for jobs. If people want to... Not, not for a long time. If people want to pay it, you, you, you take it. the other thing is, right, if you are in debt to the tune of £13 million, pounds, how on... Well, I, I guess you just think, oh, well... 200 grand ain't nothing. Nothing, is it? 200 grand ain't nothing. Um, what was... Uh, it's as if they don't expect they'll ever pay it back. What were his fillings like? Whose fillings? Your drummer, mate. Your your drummer lover. Didn't have any fillings. No. W w was he good? At, uh, was were, was he good? At, were his fillings? Were they good? Oh, I think they're over elaborate. It was an innuendo, and now we've lost the innuendo. Now I think they're over elaborate. Then the drum face put me off after a while. Did it? Um, did he? Uh, did he use the drum face in? Mm. Really? No. His I don't drum know. face. My dad listens to this anyway. Good morning. Kels. Yeah. His drum face. <laughs> oh. Oh. You got something in your hair? <laughs> no, you have actually. That's not me being. You've got a, a coffee granule in your hair. Handy. Never mind. Hey, this is what we're going to do. So, the how? I didn't make coffee with. The I granule. know a snare is a drum. Yeah, well, but it's, but what's the pun? Was he snare on time? Was he always snare on time? Well, it, it, I like, made was, it better by like, taking always out. Was he always there on I mean, time? I mean, yeah, was he snare on time? Yeah, mm. great. Just think, we're not going to play this. Dum 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 um, What we are going to do, the question, secret question, are you beach body ready? 08459. That's a good question. Sorry? Didn't I ask mean, you. It, it's no doorbell or knockers, is it? No, 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 no. But what we're also going to do in conjunction with that is we're going to try and uh, make a band out of ex lovers. 
So oh, we, I can get. Um... Way you can give us. You can give us a marching band, Kath. <laughs> We've got the drummer. Who did you go out with? In the, we, we can have two drummers, Adam and the Ants. I had someone who fanci- fancied himself as a, an Elvis impersonator as well. Okay, well let's try. Let's try and make the band. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M25 clockwise at Junction 14 for Heathrow, so that's causing some slight delays. In Watford on Northwestern Avenue, there's roadworks at the Dome Roundabout, which could cause some delays later on. And in Buckingham on London Road, there's roadworks at the Total Roundabout, which could also cause it to get back quite busy there. On the trains, Great Northern have possible delays between Hitchin and Biggleswade. That's because the overnight engineering works there have overrun. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy... Yes. Have you, and this is a very, very personal question, but I really would like you to oh. answer it. Have okay. you ever been out with a musician? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, can I ask what, what did he play apart from your heartstrings? Oh, well, the guitar strings. The guitar strings. So we've got a guitar. What kind of... And he also liked Elvis. Mm, Elvis is rubbish, dude. Oh, he sings quite nicely with now, that echoey microphone. He don't sing that nicely now. He's dead. But, OK, we've got a guitarist. Thank you, Sammy. We're going to make the band. Make the band that you made with, out with. Yeah. 08459 555. It's 6.17. It's, uh, it's only Tuesday the 28th of April, everybody. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Patient groups have described the £200,000 salary paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. A British plane carrying supplies and soldiers is en route to Nepal to help earthquake relief efforts there. And seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. BBC Three Counties Radio. Four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Daily. Giza. Giza. Oh, I, I've got something really important to say to you. Mm, go on. Good morning, sir. Now, <laughs> turns you. out we've got our maths all to cock. What? Some, we've got our maths all to cock. Right. Did you see more. this tweet yesterday, Kelly? Probably not. So. Was it yours? We're making a hundred dealies by yeah. the end of August. Okay. Yep. Uh, we're up to ten dealies. Yes. So. We did yesterday. We had nine dealies, and you sang live, making ten dealies. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. What? No, 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 no. What? That's not ten deal. That's not ten dealies. Explain more. That's forty-five dealies. <laughs> what do you mean? I. It got really confusing. Basically, it's like a pyramid scheme. Because mm. every time we play, that we might have to start this again. Every time we play, the uh, multiple dealies. Yeah. Those multiple dealies are also being added to the multiple dealies and the solo dealie. Uh. So he sings along with nine dealies. It doesn't make ten. That makes a that makes nineteen. Um, okay. I don't get it. Right, okay. Back to basics. So he sang with himself once. Yeah. Okay. So and you then... sing so there's one dealie, right? So there's uh, let's... one voice. Right. Can you just sing it Acapulco for us, Justin? Okay. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman. Can we do that again? Because Kath, mate, take it serious. Right, I'm ter- do it again, Joe. I'm turning all our mics off because okay. Kath's getting right on my week. This is what people want, of course. Okay, for you, beds, hearts, and bucks, with the sun coming up this morning, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman. Kells, clip it. 
That's a woman. <laughs> Clip it. Yeah, right. Because uh, this is now we're going to enter the world. We're, now we're into like extra- so that's one voice. Yeah, that's one voice so okay. far. Right. But li- now, now this is where we enter the world of um, like astrophysics and string theory. Okay. Mm. Mm. This is where it gets complicated. Please just treat this with the respect it deserves. I'm don't doing forget, it, mate. Don't forget, I met Percy. He gave me half an hour of his time. He's a great guy. Okay. Okay. Right. So Kelly's uh, just clipping that, and then what we're going to do is we're going to play that back. Okay. Hang on one second. Kelly's got the fastest fingers in showbiz. That's how she got the job. (laughs) 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 Okay, right. So, Justin, that's you singing on your own, okay? Okay. Count yourself in. Okay. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When When a man loves a woman. How many dealies is that? Two. Wrong, three. I don't get it. It's three dealies. How? How is it three? Three dealies. How? Dealie number one. Yes. Live dealy plus dealy number one again. Oh, no, why man. are you doing no, this? No, 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 no. Because we have recorded oh. dealy number one yep. again. So that's dealy number one and dealy number two and live dealy. So yes. it's dealy number no- We've got three, three dealies. It's three. No, I'll get well, you It's now. only three dealies now. Mm, it's three dealies now. When I clip this. Yeah, that clip you've got, the next clip you've got is now three dealies, yes. even though he's only sung on it, he's only sung twice. You make a great maths teacher. <laughs> I wouldn't, because I don't know what I'm saying. You're the reason I failed. <laughs> what? Because you're kind madly teaching. in love with me. Huh. As, uh, the, the, did you see the sex? You missed this because you weren't reading the news. Like there was a sexy Polish maths teacher. He was also a model, and he was fit. Um, so that's three dealies. So I have. So got... now, what am I labelling this? I'm so confused. So just give me. We'll just call it two. Two. Wasn't he Italian? I thought it was Italian. I don't matter. It was, it was a he foreigner. Was Come on over here, stealing our trust. sex appeal. <laughs> 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 right, so, so now, okay. So, okay, so, okay. No, 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 hang on, right. So this, so there, so there are three deep, now count yourselves in. Okay. Uh, We're doing it again, yeah? Yes. Okay, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman. You now up to five. No, we're up to seven. Okay. Don't get it. So there are three dealies on that one we just played. Yes. So you double that, that's six, then you sang on top of it, that's seven dealies. Okay, mate, yeah, whatever you say, boss. No, 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 no. Lost me too, we're going to the bottom set. No. You're making perfect sense. That is seven dealies. Mm. Okay. I think, oh, it's so confusing.
Okay, guys, this morning we're discussing multiple dealy theory. MDT. There's no other way. Elliot, you understand this, do you, Elliot? Morning. Good morning. I'm trying to explain this to um, to Catherine, and she just said I was full of something quite unpleasant. And then you told me to thingy something. Yes, I did. Elliot, can you explain? You weren't the guy that tweeted me, were you? Uh, I wasn't, no. No, okay. You explain multiple dealy theory, please. Okay, right. So here's the deal. So essentially, here's what happens Justin records the first version, okay? Yeah. Right. You with us, fine. Justin? Yes. You yes, got yes. that so far? Yeah, yes. Right. Okay. So you, you record the first version. That's fine. Kenny clips it. We're there. We've got one clip. Yeah. You then you then play that clip, but record over the top of it. Yep. So that's one plus the one that Justin's just recorded. But what you've got to remember it's is the live that one. As, as that right, but as that clip was playing, that then gets recorded again. Thank you, Elliot. That's what I've been saying. What? Guys? Great guys. So the reason we have three is because that is playing again in the background. So that gets played again. Scott so, gets it, and Scott's an idiot. When you play it back to Dealey to record it, you're recording the playback again. So three recorded ones plus live equals seven. Exactly. exactly. Catherine, why are you looking at Three me? recorded ones plus live? Equals seven. <laughs> no, that's well, four. No, it... Ne- no, no, it isn't. <laughs> Elliot, go on, you carry it. I'll shut up, mate, because I, I, no, I, I, this is why I lost my I job as a primary school teacher. I, so I, I went mental in the classroom. Well, no, you've got it. You've got the theory exactly. But what happens next, of course, is that when we have three, we then record it again. So what, what happens is we essentially, well, you essentially play three versions out plus another one. So there are three versions of Justin that are playing, but he then records over those three versions. So that's six, that's six, Plus the live one. Seven. Yes, you, exactly. So, so what? We, yeah. So okay, then this because we might have to start this whole thing again. No. No. <laughs> so the one that I'm caught, th- this one here, right? When a man loves a woman. That's what I've been calling Justin Dealey Ten. Right. And I haven't got the skills, Elliot, to work backwards and work out... Ex- I can't establish exactly how many Justin Dealey's are in there. I thought there so were ten, but there's, you, there could be, like, an so infinite number. So you thought there were ten in that in the version that you've labelled ten? Yeah. Um, right, so that would be... The, oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be... This is like, BBC Local Radio I at hate, its finest. I hate maths. It is. You know what? I'm honestly not sure. So that's two... Pl- uh, I'm not sure. Not as clever as you thought you were, are you, Elliot? No. <laughs> no. Elliot, yeah. listen, I, I, it's always good to talk to you. Elliot, of course, is our mashup man. So, uh, the, the, uh, basically, he's, he's, he's the producer of this show now. Um, but, um, so if anyone knows what this is. When a man loves a woman. Apart from excellent radio. Uh, that, I've been labelling that as 10 Justin Dealies. If anyone could, that's like, that's got to be infinite. Imagine if you gave an infinite number of Justin Dealey's an infinite number of typewriters, he'd still type a load of old rubbish. That's a bit rude. He's still on the line, you know. Oh, blimey. Thanks, mate. No, it's not just double plus one, because you have to go back, because you'll keep doubling it. So it's triple. Oh, yeah. oh, you should get Matt in loose on the line. I know, I know that Matt's a big fan of this feature. He, I'm sure that he'll be able to work out the figures for you. We've got. Lo- we've, I've just been t- tweeting. We've got loads of Americans listening to us today for some reason. Sorry, America. Sorry, America. Right, Justin, we're going to have to do the story after the news now, mate. You've you've really um, you've taken me for a googly. Hey, listen, it, it was your beef, not mine. My beef is that you're both of you, and I'm excluding Kelly from this because it's you. not fair. 
but but both of you two, uh, you're just sitting there, kind of nodding. I'm thinking about drummers. Oh, for crying out loud. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, there's a lane closed clockwise at Junction 14 for Heathrow because of an accident. In Neasden, on the North Circular Road, there are queues building up between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Brentfield Road in Wembley. In Milton Keynes, looking at the speed sensors, it's all moving fine on standing way, but the roadworks at the Kingston roundabout could cause some delays later on. And on the trains, Great Northern have possible delays between Hitchin and Biggleswade, and a warning of possible cancellations as well because of overrunning engineering works. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Patient groups have described the £200,000 salary paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. West Hart's NHS Trust says the cost of appointing Jackie Ardley was in line with market expectations. A British plane carrying supplies and soldiers is en route to Nepal to help earthquake relief efforts there. The death toll has risen to 4,300. The Disasters Emergency Committee is launching an appeal this morning to help survivors. And seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. The men are aged between 30 and 60. Around £50,000 worth of drugs were recovered along with large quantities of cash. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford will be joined by Bournemouth in going up to the Premier League after the South Coast side all but secured automatic promotion by beating Bolton 3-0 last night. It means Bournemouth are three points and 19 goals clear of third-place Middlesbrough with one game to play. They nearly dropped out of the Football League seven years ago after going into administration. His manager, Eddie Howe. When you've been associated to a football club for so long and have such deep feelings for the football club, for it to have risen like it has and be in the top league of English football is just an incredible story and can't forget moments like that and that makes the success even sweeter. Meanwhile Watford defender Tommy Hoban says the Hornets players are still coming to terms with their achievement. It's a dream for all of us I mean since a little boy you know it's what I've been dreaming of and um, to have a chance to go and play now next year it's just it's everything I've ever wanted and um, you know I'll definitely be working hard over the pre-season as I'm sure everyone else will be. Luton have suspended striker Ricky Miller after he was arrested for allegedly headbutting a taxi driver in the early hours of yesterday morning. The 26-year-old was arrested in Hockcliffe. In a statement, the Hatter said an internal investigation was also underway. In the Premier League tonight, relegation threatened Hull host Liverpool. In non-league football, in the Southern League Division 1 Central playoffs, Aylesbury host Bedworth. Royston are at home to Barton Rovers. And Ronnie O'Sullivan is through to the quarter-finals of the World Snooker Championship after beating Matthew Stevens 13-5. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, so, Justin, mm. I've worked it out. OK, go on. I've just done the maths. Mm. So this, what we thought, what we were calling as Justin Dealey 10... Mm. When a man loves a woman... ...is in fact... Get ready for this, dude. This is going to blow your mind. Come ladies, on, on. If, ladies, lie back, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> 2,042 dealies. Wow. Two tha- this is 2,042 dealies. So we're done. When a man loves a woman. 
that's all we got. Yeah. So you wanted 100 by September. Are Blimey. you saying this feature no. is over? No. Please tell me it's over. No, dude. We're going for infinite dealies. Okay. And it's it's doable. All right. An infinite number of dealies making love to an infinite number of women whilst applying an infinite amount of uh, uh, fake tan. <laughs> this Speaking could of which, yeah. Are you beach body ready? Oh yeah, you beach body ready, just. Yeah, getting there, boss. Getting there. This is the uh, c- controversial. Um, we'll do this. We've got a news story to do in a minute, isn't it? Uh, a controversial post. It's not that controversial. It's a. An it's advert. a poster of a woman in a bikini. It's a skinny woman. But people have started drawing on it. And there are people, it's had like 40,000 complaints or something, that, or a petition has been signed. It's a picture of a skinny woman are you saying, are you beach body ready? I don't yeah. think she's even overly skinny. I no. Mean, what's wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's nonsense. Nonsense. Uh, you're taking that to the streets for us in a minute, aren't you? Mm, I will be, yeah. OK, hang on a second. Are you beach body ready? Alex. Hello. You understand multiple dealy theory? Yes. Could you explain it to the simpletons what i got to work with every single day? You're, you've got... The one that you started with, then you take that one when you're recording the second section, so you've got one plus the the real deal, if you like. Um, then you've got those two, which you're going to plus the one, two. So the third time, you've got three. So each time, you're just going up one, two, three, four. So your, so your total would be, we, we know what that is, maths, we have a formula for that. Oh. The sum of one plus two plus three up to the nth number is n m plus one all over two. So if you want to get a hundred, you want fourteen recordings because that'll give you. No, hang on a minute. I've got ten recordings down as two thousand two thousand and forty-two. How, how, how have you got that? Who's that? Who's that? Gobby. Right. Okay. So he knows what he's talking about because he says we in math. So he, he knows about math. Right. So if I got one record, so one plus one <clears throat> is three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Your first recording is of just the one. So that's one. Dealie. All right. So in that, all right. In that case, I apologise. Right, we've got one thousand and twenty-one dealies then. So one plus one is three. Yeah. Look, in after if you do one recording, you've got one. Yeah. After two recordings, you've got three. You've got three. Okay. So after three recordings, you've got seven. What? What? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> after three recordings, you've got seven because you've got. Three plus three plus one. Thanks for calling, Alex. I'm with Alex. He ain't got a clue. He has. He had a formula and everything. Right. We've got to do this flipping story about bilking. What is... uh, It's good. Bilking. story. What is bilking, Justin? Bilking is where people go into a petrol station and uh, they fill up their vehicles and they drive off. Uh, Basically, it's a crime which is costing petrol resellers, get this, more than £31 million a year. Those poor petrol retailers. Absolutely. So, uh, Superintendent Yvette Hitch says that if companies brought in a policy of charging customers before they fill up, they could totally wipe out the practice. Boys, you're muffing this completely up, right? Where is she from? We need to establish where Superintendent Yvette Hitch is from. Oh, flipping it. She's from South Books Distri- District of Thames Valley Police. Yeah, okay. you can tell I'm not interested in this story. I know. Well, listen, yeah. they have... Uh, f- the Last year, they had a third more bilking offences in uh, Thames Valley. It's just in a her stupid area word. I know, I don't know where, I don't even know where it comes from. Do you, Justin? Uh, no, well, if you look in the dictionary, what it means is to basically steal something. That's what it means. Mm. Bilking? Yeah. 
It does, yeah. Now to, you're to, muffing it up. Yeah, exactly. To basically deceit. So to, to go somewhere and to deceit, to steal from somebody. Okay. That's what it means. Okay, and the police... They're, they're, okay, so the police suggesting a simple change to put a stop to it. They're suggesting that you pay before you pay before you get your petrol. Absolutely, but some petrol stations do that anyway. But, you know, it almost happened to me a couple of years ago oh. where, where I went into a petrol station. I wanted some crumpets, as you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, some crumpets cool. and some cigarettes. Yeah. And uh, got oh, confused yeah. in there, bought the food items, Went back to my car. Suddenly, they're on the uh, on the big tannoy in there. You sir, you in the black vehicle? What yeah. me? What have I done? I haven't paid. I had to go back in there and pay. I said, well, what would have happened if I'd have actually driven off? They said, well, what we do very simply, we hand over your reg number to the police. You'll be getting a, a phone call or a letter, and you've got within I think 48 hours to pay. But a lot of people with things on their mind do drive no, off. No, they don't. No, yeah. They in don't. the meeting yesterday, guess who? Did, you'll never guess who did, who did it and ended up getting a letter. Carol, Gail, Lawrence. Well, I don't know anybody else who works here. Paul Scoynes. Oh, Scoynes is a dodge part. You can tell by his, his beady little eyes. He completely forgot. No, no, I don't. That's nonsense. Right, people who forget to pay for their petrol and people who put in the wrong petrol in their cars. Oh, I've done that. Are idiots. I've done that. Well, we how? We, well, I went. The nozzle to... doesn't fit. Well, it did. And there was a sticker saying, this is no. diesel only. It was a 3CR oh, car about what well, I hadn't no, been working well, here But very then long. you don't deserve to drive, either of you. OK. Great bounce, Just. Later, we're talking to Boss. Great name. The British Oil Security Syndicate. They're going to be talking to you in detail about bilking. Jeez, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, as stories go, it's kind of...
cruel to make your children too clever. This guy is... Where is it? He, well, it's in it, the, the best picture is, is in the Express, yeah, 20, page 24. And I, I, I mean, this kid... I mean, she's dressed him up in a silver suit. Again, just be careful what you do to your children. He's 11 years old. Right. He's, um, child prodigy Curtis Elton is the youngest person in the world to get a degree in music, aged just 11. Already, you know, he, he, well, doesn't, he doesn't deserve a kick in, but... No, but, you know... Uh, under it, playground law, he would. Curtis, dubbed Mini Mozart by Friends... Yeah, I bet he's... Friends. Been, yeah, not what I've written down on this bit of paper. Little... Began learning the piano at three. At nine, he became the youngest person in the world to pass the first year of his piano course. And two years on, he's been made a licentiate of Trinity College London, which is equivalent to an undergraduate degree. So why is he wearing a shiny suit? Because his mum doesn't realise that what she's doing is putting a great big target on the kid's back and writing kick me over it. Kick me now. Curtis practised more than two hours a day. Well, that's not a long time, is it, really? No, not really. Two hours a day to perfect a challenging 37-minute piano programme for the exam. His recitals of Bach, Mozart and Chopin drew drew praise for their virtuosity. Curtis of Barnet, North London, said, I was a bit nervous at the beginning. When I started playing, I wasn't nervous anymore. I think it's a bit cruel. I'm going to put it out there to make your kids that... Don't make your kids too clever. Clever. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. Are you beach body ready? Uh, of course. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's what we're asking this morning. Are you beach body ready? Shorts or trunks, Peter? Pardon? Shorts or trunks? Uh, uh, elephants. Oh. I wear a T-shirt on the beach. Do you? Yeah, I don't go topless on really? the beach. Really? I don't go like to- topless on the I beach. Go, I don't go topless either. It's more skin to burn. What have you got for us, Pete? Uh, just a name for your wonderful hour. Well, hang on a second, Peter, because you did suggest a name already, didn't you? Uh, Mystery and I- Mayhem. I, I did, but that's that's long gone. Now. Yes, that has been wiped off. So let's. We're, we're, we're into a new phase now. Hey, phase, <laughs> phase two, I like to call it. What is it, Pete? Uh, six to seven, radio heaven. Um, I'm not even right. Listen, and we can speak freely, and, and, and we're friends, aren't we, Peter? Uh, yes, I'm I not. Think I'm so. not even going to pick up the pen for that one. Okay. I'm not, and I'm sorry to be harsh, Peter. We're, we're really getting to the wire now, uh, and we have to make the decision tomorrow. I can't write that on the board, Peter. I've got a really good idea. Yeah. What? No problem. I, I, my my oh. feelings aren't hurt. Oh, oh. He's the bigger man. He's, he's... I am indeed. <laughs> Is he crying? No. Pete, no. He's crying. Peter, go off and have a week. Good morning, Katya. Um, hello, uh, I've got I've got suggestions. Hang on a second, because Catherine... Hang on, no, Katia, hang on, hang on listen. one second. Katia, one second, please, because Catherine's got a suggestion that I you have, might but, like. I, but I think we should hear Katia's no, 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 first Kat, and then let's I hear, can pwn it. Let's hear yours, let's hear yours. Katia? Yes? What about... Why don't we call it the rabbit hole? Ah. Oh. You, you see? <laughs> because we don't discuss what happens down there. Anything can happen. True. You see it like that one, Katia? Uh, yes. Katia, really can I ask but, you... Yes? Are you beach body ready? OK. The fugitive hour... Have, no, um, no, no, hang on a second, yeah. Katia. Are you beach body ready? Um... That's the, the, yeah? We, are you beach body ready? Uh, the we... Are you beach body ready? <laughs> Are you beach body ready? I want to say my... Are you... You can say them, Katya! I just want to ask this question. Then you can say them. Are you beach body ready? You're not going to let me say that. I'm going to let you say it. Just tell me, are you beach body ready? Okay, forget who I am. Are you beach body ready? First time caller. Hello. First time caller, long time listener. Nice to have you on the show. Are Are you you beach beach body body ready? ready? No. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M25, it's starting to get really busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. It's also slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And on the North Orbital Road, it's looking very busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the A1 southbound, there are queues from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner. And on the trains, Great Northern have possible delays between Hitchin and Biggleswade. That's because of the engineering works overnight overrunning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46, it's uh, Tuesday the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Patients have uh, Patient groups have described the £200,000 salary paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. A British plane carrying supplies and soldiers is en route to Nepal to help earthquake relief efforts there. And seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A chilly start again this morning, but again a bright start. Plenty of sunshine around through today. A bit more clouds this afternoon bubbling up, which could in turn bring one or two quite sharp showers, but they will be isolated, most places avoiding the maximum temperature. However, feeling a bit chillier in that westerly breeze, just 12 Celsius. Overnight, dry at first, but then the cloud increases, bringing with it maybe one or two showers, preempting the main band of rain that will arrive through to dawn tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature down to 3 Celsius. Townsend City staying around 5 or 6 so for tomorrow morning, this rain will move in south and eastwards. So uh, some of it quite heavy, actually, through course of tomorrow morning. But it will dry out tomorrow afternoon. Feeling chilly, maximum temperature, 13 Celsius, 55 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. We all know that there's a general election looming. Prime Minister has informed the Queen of the David Cameron has informed the Queen of the dissolution of Parliament. Firing the formal starting gun on the general election campaign. But locally, it's not all about the national picture, as there's also a mayoral election taking place. Bedford's interesting. It's one of the few places in the country that actually elects its mayor. On Thursday, I'll be live from Bedford Rugby Club to bring you an insight from the candidates. There isn't one simple answer. It has to be different actions. If you'd like to be part of the audience and have your questions answered, email 3cr at bbc.co.uk with your details. Would the candidates like to express their support for free car parkings throughout the area? And you can listen to the whole thing right here from 3 on Thursday afternoon. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you. 
Guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine, what have you got in the papers? PC Britain police question builders after a girl say they wolf whistled. Do you know what that is? I think it's just gone politically correct. Unbelievable. Police came under fire yesterday and again in the Daily Express this morning for questioning builders who wolf-whistled a young woman walking by. The West Mercia force was accused of getting its priorities wrong after officers were sent to investigate 23-year-old Poppy Smart's claim of sexual harassment. She's fit. What does she expect? Wow. The marketing assistant complained of disrespectful calls as she passed a builder's site in Worcester on her way to work. But Philip Davis, who's seeking re-election as Tory MP for Shipley, West Yorkshire, said, I'd have thought the police have better things to do. Hmm. She well, said she's been walking that way for about three months. Well, don't walk that way! Oh, walk sh- less seductively. Wow. If I could walk that way. I don't mind a wolf whistle. It's when they start shouting filth. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what just? That woman should be complaining if people didn't wolf whistle at her. No, she don't. She probably wouldn't. She's 23. She's a kid. If she's uncomfortable with it, it's not fair, is it? That's old enough. Well, I bet the builders are in <laughs> old their... Old enough for what? Wow. I bet the builders are old enough to be her dad stroke granddad. Mm. Laura's on the line. Morning, Laura. Good morning. Are you all right? Yes, how are you? Good, thank you very much. Well, no, I've got a tickly-wickly woo in my throat. Oh. Yeah, I know, and I, it's just... Honey lemon. Oh. Honey lemon. I know exactly, and it just means I can't sleep properly, and, I, oh, dearie oh. me. So, Laura, I'm struggling, actually. I'm, it's, it's a real effort for me to be here today, but thanks, you're welcome. But he won't go oh. on about it. Laura, what have you got for us? <laughs> oh, my gosh, I've been standing here with my pen and calculator. Here we paper, go. Trying to work out... How many dealies? Oh, my gosh. Right, so if there's... So the first one is one dealie. Yes. OK, the second one is the previous total... Yeah. Plus another one, that's, um, um, so, no, so the sum of the previous total yep. and the next one, so it's two plus one is three. Yep. Three, three, three so the third time yep. it'll be um, one plus three plus... Three. Uh, one plus three yeah. plus another one. No. Nope. No. One plus three. One plus three, and that's seven. One plus three plus four, that's seven. Yeah. 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 Right. So yeah. for four, for four dealies, yep. there'd be one plus three yep. plus seven yep. plus another eight. So that's nineteen no. dealies. No. 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 Where have you got that from? Where, where's the one well, plus three come it's from? All, it's all the previous dealies. No. It's the t- another one. No. It's it goes three, seven, fifteen, thirty-one, sixty-three, one hundred twenty-seven, two hundred. We're up to one thousand and twenty-one dealies, Laura. So it does make a sh- very sharp curve then, doesn't it? D- doesn't it make a sharp curve? I'd like to see that on a graph. I'll, I'll, yeah. It, it goes like that. There you oh. go. <laughs> yeah, sharp. Laura, thank you. How many dealies could you handle in one go? Oh, lots of dealies. Oh, ask her if she's beach body ready. Are you beach body ready? I am getting there. I've lost a stone. Oh. In how yeah. long? 
in about two months, three Lassie. months. Ooh, blimey. Fair play. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard. I'm doing body attack at the moment, uh, um, exercise. Ooh, What's it. that then? Um, basically, it's between aerobics and boot camp. It's really good, and I've lost loads. Oh, oh like Laura. hell. Laura, it ain't worth it. Listen, us guys, we like a bit of wobble. Well, that's what my husband keeps saying, but, yeah, I, I like to do it for me. Well, OK, well, you do it for you. Don't do it for anyone else. Laura, thank you very She's much gonna indeed. She's going to be ripped. We like big butts and we cannot lie. Justin, you've taken this one to the streets for us. I have early doors. Are you beach body ready? Here's what the streets had to say. We're on the streets, Brian, early this morning. Are you beach body ready? Say again. Are you beach body ready? Yes. Thank you. Madam, the question for the first hour today while you're walking is, are you beach body ready? Almost. <laughs> I need to work hard a little bit more. You're on the way. Yeah, I'm on the way. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Lynn, it's so cold on the streets. Lynn. OK, you're wearing your, your trench coat this morning. I'm imagining you on a, a beach in your bikini. Are you beach body ready? No. I don't care. You look all right to me. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. Take the comp. You, you just use this as an opportunity to go out on the flirt, Just. Uh, listen, you, you tell me to go on the street, yeah. you tell me what you're after, and I simply Mate. deliver that pack Oh, baby, every single time you do. Justin, thank you. We'll speak to you later on. Thank you. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. 08459 
Graham, you've got 15 seconds. What have you got for us? Uh, the secret hour or the secret missing hour? The secret what? Missing. It's good, Graham, but we'll decide tomorrow. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's reports that there's some debris on the road between Junction 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes. On the A1M southbound, it's starting to build up through Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. In Brickettwood, the North Orbit Road's also licking slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And on the trains, Great Northern say that they have possible delays between Hitchin and Biggleswade because of overrunning engineering works on the line. So Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Well, multiple Dealey theories. Daniel on Twitter says, The Dealey maths is rubbish. It only applies if you play back all your previous recordings at the same time. No, it doesn't. It's not how it works. I don't think. Flip it, heck. The first hour is supposed to be a laugh. It's made bits of my brain melt. Guys, that's it. Tomorrow, between six and seven, we name this hour. Okay, guys, keep your lips sealed. Don't tell nobody what you heard in the last 60 minutes. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, anger over salary for Hertfordshire nursing chief, British relief plane heading for Nepal and seven arrested in Milton Keynes drugs raids. BBC Three Counties Radio. Patient groups have described the £200,000 salary paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. West Hart's NHS Trust says the cost of appointing Jackie Ardley was in line with market expectations. More from Tony Fisher. The Trust says that as chief nurse, Miss Ardley had over overall responsibility for the safety of patients at their hospitals in Watford, St Albans and Hemel. It adds they had to employ her for more than six months as they had difficulty finding anyone to fill the role permanently. Patient concern says the amount she was paid is outrageous and the Royal College of Nursing described it as shocking. A British plane carrying supplies and soldiers is en route to Nepal to help earthquake relief efforts there. The death toll has risen to 4,300. The Disasters Emergency Committee, which brings together a number of British aid charities, is launching an appeal this morning to help survivors. An emergency planning officer from central Bedfordshire is in the capital, Kathmandu. His colleague Aaron Murphy says Mark Conway will use skills learnt here to help out there. Mark will be helping uh, with confined space rescue. Uh, he'll be using specialist probing equipment to detect signs of life under the rubble, shoring up collapsed building, making it safe, uh, repatriating families with survivors and also helping out providing um, food, water and shelter for the victims of this disaster. Seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. The men are aged between 30 and 60. Around £50,000 worth of drugs were recovered along with large quantities of cash. Thames Valley Police say the raids were in response to issues raised by the local community. A serious case review has begun into the unexplained death of an infant in Malden in Bedfordshire. It's been carried out by Central Bedfordshire's Safeguarding Children Board. A post-mortem
gentleman into the death on Saturday the 11th of April was inconclusive. Police say an investigation is continuing. A state of emergency has been declared in the US city of Baltimore after a night of rioting. The demonstrators are angry about the death of Freddie Gray, a black man who sustained spinal injuries while in police custody earlier this month. The mayor of Baltimore is Stephanie Rawlings-Blake. It is so frustrating that people think that this, this makes sense to destroy our community when we know that those people who live there that are already hurting are going to be the ones that pay for that. A mobility scooter rider who was injured in a collision with a car in the grounds of Milton Keynes Hospital has died. The 75-year-old was injured last Monday morning and died on Friday. The driver of the blue Ford Escort involved, a man in his 80s, was not injured. Police have again appealed for witnesses. In sport, Watford will be joined by Bournemouth in going up to the Premier League after the South Coast side all but secured automatic promotion by beating Bolton 3-0 last night. It means Bournemouth are three points and 19 goals clear of third-place Middlesbrough with one game to play. The weather, a cold start, then mostly dry with bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't panic. My throat is a little bit tickly-wickly-woo, but I'm, I'm being very brave about it. Nurses paid a fortune... Oh, we need to find something to do with daily as well, don't we? Well, come on, well, just trust me, I know what I'm doing, guys. I know what I'm doing. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I know what I'm doing. Hey, have you seen outside, Catherine? No, not for ages. It's like day, It's like midday out there. Is it? It's like being in the Sahara Desert. It's, it's bright sunshine. How's the Arctic blast coming on? The, it, was, I had, it was chilly this morning. It's chilly in bed. Well, the Express said it was going to hit within hours, and that was yesterday. Well, I think we missed the snow. How many hours till December? Um, boy, oh boy, I don't know. How many hours till... Well, anyway. <laughs> NHS campaigners are questioning the amount the West Hearts Hospitals Trust has shelled out for a chief nurse. Get this, guys. We're in the wrong business. Jackie Ardley was brought in for six months while they found someone to cover the role permanently. Her fee for that six months... £200,000. Uh, this is at a time when the trust declared losses of 13.4 million quid. Uh, Catherine, 200 grand, six months, that's a lot of money. What have the trust said? Well, they're standing by it. They say the cost of appointing Jackie Yardley was in line with market expectations and commensurate with the responsibilities of the role. It says that as chief nurse, she had overall responsibility for the safety of patients at their hospitals in Watford, St Albans and Hemel. And added in a statement, unfortunately they're not joining us on air, air live this morning, the chief nurse role is pivotal within our organisation and Ms Ardley was responsible for the professional leadership of our 2,500 nurses, midwives and healthcare assistants. Now, what we don't know is if that salary involved any pension money and the Trust won't comment on individuals' pay, but they do say she was employed via an employment agency and her costs included a commission paid to the agency right. as well as VAT. £200,000 for six months. Doesn't the Prime Minister get something like £142,000 a year? Yes, and I raised that yesterday in the meeting and was told that you can't compare it because actually Sorry? he doesn't... Uh, earn as much as he could do. What do you mean you can't compare What do you mean you can't compare it? What, what, what Plum said you can't compare it? Of course, Scoins. <clears throat> Scoins, of course you can compare it. Of course you can compare the salaries. £200,000 for a nurse who's in charge of, well, yeah, quite a few people for six months, or £142,000, something like that, for the Prime Minister in charge of the country. Of course it's comparable. 
And the, the comparison is obscene. I mean, I've got no problem with Jackie Ardley, you know, if she's played the system. Well done, she's earned that money. And if anyone offered us that money for, for six months' work, of course we'd take it. Very few of us, some would, very few of us would go, do you know what, I think that's immoral, I'm, gonna, I'm only going to take half of that. But, um... Flipping it, man. It's outrageous. What do patient groups say? Patient concern told us the amount she was paid is outrageous. <coughs> Roger Goss from the organisation told us that nurses working on the front line who are under more pressure every day will be rightly horrified by this. He said it's utterly unfair that they should bear the brunt of pay cuts while their bosses pocket these incredible pay and pension deals. Uh, patient groups representing nurses aren't happy either, are they? No, and this is the Royal College of Nursing. They sent us quite a lengthy statement, but it was basically the same thing. Summarise. <laughs> At a time when NHS finances are in crisis, it's shocking that some NHS bosses continue to receive such vastly inflated financial rewards. Senior managers such as chief execs do important and highly valued work but should not be getting disproportionate pay rises and bonuses while frontline staff continue to struggle with financial restraint. We did a bit of research yesterday. The average nurse probably earns about £23,000 a I mean, year. fair play to Ms Ardley for, for, you know, someone offered it to her and she went, yeah, OK, I'll have some of that. She has her own consultancy business. This is how she makes her money. And, she, and the VAT, she'll claim the VAT back. Um, but uh, it is that's that's an, that's a stupid amount of money to pay somebody, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Thank you, Catherine. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you uh, you want to give us a call. Though the way I do this is I take notes in the morning and write down stuff. Uh, but then I don't understand my notes. So I've got one that says, gob... Uh, let's see... Uh, oh, no, I know, now I know why I wrote gob... Sh- now I know why I wrote it, because Who that word's in the papers. Oh. TV Beauty, I mean, uh, Myling Class, had a naughty spell on Quiz Countdown yesterday when she suggested the word gob... Sh- oh. After the contestants came up with the seven-letter ghosted, Mylene Wright told host Nick... Is it Nick Hewer that hosts it now? Yeah, Blimey. I've got a rude one. It's an eight. Gob... <laughs> the Channel 4 show's expert, Susie Dent, confirmed it was chiefly Irish and vulgar slang, as Rachel Riley put it on the board. Well, uh, d- d- two things. Um, uh, you can... Uh, yes, swearing on Countdown. We, we know that that happens a lot. I tweeted a good one last week. Um, is Countdown... I'm surprised Countdown is still going. I, it surprises me it's still going. I mean, uh, back in the day, what was the name of the, the fella that hosted it? Not Maidley, Whiteley, Richard Whiteley, who I met and was such a, 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 a charming old lovey, you know, an old-fashioned, slightly camp, um, completely absent-minded plum, but wonderful for it. And that's what we watched it for, was for him and for Vorders, wasn't it? But now... I don't think anybody's that interested, are they? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, so we're still waiting, of course, for the, uh, the, uh, 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 the royal baby to pop out. It was due, I think, on Friday, and it's not happened. The world's gone nuts waiting for it. There are pensioners camping outside this hospital waiting for that baby. Think about the old people, Kate. Push! Push! Uh, At least two of the papers have uh, come up with um, ways for her to hurry it up. Prince William should go for a romp with his over... Romp. So you know it's the sum. Prince William should go for a romp with his overdue wife, Kate, to induce labour, TV doctor Hilary Jones claimed. 
Kate had been expected to give birth last weekend. Asked about ways of bringing on labour. Dr Hillary, have a guess how old Dr Hillary is. I reckon he's about 50. 61. What? Dr Hillary is 61 years old. And his stethoscope is still the coldest stethoscope in show business. One of the things that one has to mention at the risk of going to the tower is sex. So the papers have come up with ways to uh, induce the labour. The sun is fair play to the sun. They've included both the word romp and bonking. Uh, other ways, a curry, yeah, a nice curry. Do you know what I fancy a curry? I've not had a curry for ages. I'm, I could really sort. I could sort of curry out for breakfast actually. Um, so a, a curry, hypnosis now. I don't know if that's going to... Guys, I used to be a hypnotist, and um, the guy that got me into hypnotism is the uh, dad. You know this hypno-dog? Uh, uh, th that woman's dad, Hugh Lennon, he had the first hypno-dog. He then banned me from going to see another show with a hypno-dog. So the hypno-dog act is, is well old. West House Hospital just on the phone. Oh, yeah? Couldn't come on live, but they can give me a ring this morning um, and tell me this. Oh, this is relating to the story we've just been talking about, about uh, uh, yeah, Jackie so Ardley Some inaccuracies six... we need to sort out. OK. So did she get paid £200,000 for six months' work? No, for ten months. <laughs> oh, guys! Hang on, there's more. We also said it was a salary, it wasn't, it was a fee. Right, OK. And, uh, What's the it, difference? Well, uh, one was paid to the agency. Her salary would have come out as being significantly less. Okay, guys, why have you fo guys? Don't phone up if you're not going to come on and tell us this stuff because it makes you sound even more ridiculous. Well, that's what I said to you. Okay, so you've paid two hundred thousand pounds. Apologies, apologies, guys. The two hundred thousand pounds wasn't for six months' work. It was for ten, ten months. months' work. Okay, that's still significantly more than the prime minister. And it wasn't a salary. It was a fee. What other uh, inaccuracies do we get? Because to be honest, it's really making making them look a whole lot better. I think that was it. You know... Was that the press department? Yeah. Well, press department, as is often the case with a lot of press departments, you made yourself look sillier. Oh, he also said everyone else managed to get it right. Oh! Me! Ow! Well, guys, I'm genuinely sorry we got it right, and we will have whoever did that, we will have them uh, cleaned, flogged, and then shot. Um, but still... Um, oh, also, he said, um, we said that they couldn't tell us whether a pension was involved, which is what we were told yesterday. Um, our reporter has made notes and was told that they couldn't yep. discuss that. Yep. Uh, pension wasn't involved. OK, OK. So that makes it I even mean, worse. It's a shame, really, isn't it, that it has to come guys, to this listen, rather are, than talking about the, guys, the story. Guys, there, uh, there are some press departments what are brilliant and will give you the information, will give you people to talk to. Even if it's a story that makes them look silly, they'll realise that by putting somebody up... West Hart's never going to speak to this station again. They'll speak to Roberta. Uh, but even by putting somebody up, even if it's a bad story that they're kind of doing damage limitation, phoning up during the show when you said you don't want to go on air and correcting a couple of things like that just makes you sound petty, mate. Makes you sound petty. And uh, boy, oh boy, it's been, it's been great getting your statements, West Hart's NHS. I look forward to hearing the rest of them on Roberto's show because he won't be talking to us anymore. But thanks for phoning. Thanks for phoning. Thanks for phoning, man. Yeah, I don't want to go on. I just want to correct you on some of the massive inaccuracies. It wasn't six months, it was ten months. It wasn't a salary, it was a fee, you idiots. Everybody else got it right, you idiots. And we told you, even though we didn't tell you, we told you that a pension was involved, but we didn't actually tell you that, but we told you. 
The Daily Mail went off on one last week about it and said that she'd been on holiday to Vegas and went to see Boys to Men. We didn't bring that up with West <laughs> we, we didn't bring up Boys to Men. We didn't think it was relevant. Because they're just men to men now, aren't they? There, yeah. there's, no, there's no Boys to Men involved there. But thank you, West Hearts NHS, for clearing that up. It's much appreciated. Somebody's swearing in a hospital somewhere. They could also try um, having a hot bath. Not West Hearts NHS trials too. We'll no, no doubt be complaining now. Another one to add to the list. Uh, a, a hot bath to loosen up the old... Um, what's it? Raspberry tea. Speed bumps. Kate could try a... Thank you. Kate could try a bumpy ride in the Royal Limo. Well, I mean, um, um, um... Royal fans continued to camp outside the Lindo Wing in London last night, waiting for the top to arrive. Guys, why don't you, I don't know, get yourselves a life or something? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also, it's building up on the M1 southbound from Junction 11 for Dunstable to 9 for Redbourne. And in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, it's starting to look very busy around the Black Cat roundabout with queues from Eton Soken. And on the trains, Great Northern have run, uh, normal service again between Hitchin and Biggleswade after the overrunning engineering works have all been cleared off the line. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Right, where are we? Where are we? 7.15, Tuesday the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Patient groups have described the £200,000 salary paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. A, a fee, excuse me. A British plane carrying supplies... I just read the words, I'm just a paid monkey. A British plane carrying supplies and soldiers is en route to Nepal to help earthquake relief efforts there. And seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. Uh, I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Zilch, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. Never mind the furthermore, the plea to self-defense. Never mind the furthermore, the plea to self-defense. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are It is of my opinion that it is of my people that the timid it is my opinion that the people are intending. It is my opinion that the people are intending. 
BBC Three Counties Radio. Man alive, is there anything better than a dog with wheels? Yes! The best sight in the world, and we know this, and I don't wish any cruelty on any animal, or some animals, but a a dog that's lost its back legs, oh, in the olden days they would have killed it. Not now, they give it wheels. They've done the same for a tortoise. In tortoise terms, Mrs T is like a racing car. Although she's not about to beat any land speed. This whole thing about tortoises being slow, you know that's a myth. Have you ever chased a tortoise? I've had one chase me. They are so fast. Yeah, my friend's tortoise run away. They felt they do. They, they dig holes and they run away. And they, when they run, they run. They're fast. Following a major mechanical overhaul, the one 100-year-old pet, how do they know? Do they cut it open and count the rings? Is going twice as fast after being fitted with a natty set of wheels. Owner Jude Ryder, 56, was considering having her put down after a rat gnawed off her front legs. Flipping heck! While she was hibernating. But Mrs Ryder's son Dale, 37, a mechanical engineer, saved the day by gluing wheels to the shell. The thing is, don't they... They steer with the front feet, don't they? So this thing could only go forwards and backwards. That, that, that's it, isn't it? They have to steer with the front feet. What did the back feet do apart from give momentum? The owner said it was like fitting her with a turbocharger. She's going double the speed she used to. All she needs now is a new set of tyres every now and then. She seems quite happy, but it's difficult to tell with the tortoise. I don't understand. The front, surely the front, we, the, the front feet are the ones that do the steering. Um, well, no, because they go backwards, don't they, like this? No, that's, you're thinking of t- uh, turtles. Turtles is different footed to uh, tortoises. But also, yes, yeah, so that does the steering. How, are they, how, is a, how is a tortoise, first of all, why would you have one as a pet? They're rubbish. Trust me, I've been to look after my friends' ones when they were on holiday. But ring. And we can do that. We can compile a list of rubbish pets, uh, tortoises, uh, rabbits, and let's be honest, stick insects. They goldfish. Don't, goldfish. They offer nothing to the uh, to the pet world. They're, no enjoyment whatsoever. No, my kids are at the desperation stage. They know we're not going to get anything fun. Yeah. So now they're saying, can we have... And they've listed those things. I said, you know what? They're not worth having. They're not worth having. They're, 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 they're all rubbish. But a tortoise... Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, pay before you pump. Oh! That's the message from South Box Police talking about bilking or nicking petrol when it went up by a third last year. Uh, the, the act of nicking petrol did. Superintendent Yvette Hitch says if petrol companies brought in a policy of charging customers before they fill up, they could totally wipe out the practice of bilking. But then supposing you... Oh, I don't know. A crime that cost the industry more than £31 million last year. And boy, oh boy, aren't we all crying at the poor petrol companies losing £31 million? It's not fair. 
Well, Brian Madison is the chair of the Petrol Retailers Association. You're crying, aren't you, Brian? Well, I am, because it's not the petrol companies, it's not the big oil companies that's losing the money, it's the independents who have a franchise from them to use their brand. And today, over 60%, uh, nearly 70%, in fact, of all full courts are independently owned, often by small family businesses. So it is important to us. Uh, the, how would this work then, people? Because it, it happens in some petrol stations, you have to pay before you, uh, before you play. Yes, we think this is a well-meaning but uh, far too simplistic a proposal from the police, which we've seen from one or two other forces as well. The problem is, as you'll understand, that in the last 15 years, the supermarkets have decimated fuel margins by their ability to cross-subsidise from their high-margin groceries to use petrol as a loss leader to bring people to the big stores. Now, that's impacted our sector very badly. That's, that's oh, capitalism, isn't it? That's how it works, though. Yeah, but over 4,000 of our filling stations, that's over 60% have closed right across the UK. And in order to try and combat that, the best way is to find an alternative income stream. It used to be car wash, but then we've got the unregulated hand car washes taking that market. I'm so getting a now, lot of bitterness at other competitive market, the competitive market, Brian. But what we have found is that convenience stores on forecourts are an absolute winner. Ginsters. And now over 40% of our members have got good symbol brand convenience stores, Spa, Costcutter, Londis, Budgeons. But that means that we want the uh, drivers of these vehicles actually to go into the shop to buy goods, and they won't do that if everything is pay at the pump. So we think pay at the pump has probably got a small option for the forecourt. If you've got a lot of uh, parents coming in with small children who actually don't want to leave the kids in the car, they just pay at the pump. Uh, people who actually really just want fuel, they can pay at the pump. But to have all of the pumps pay at the pump is a recipe for the annihilation of the remaining independent fuel stations. Uh, so what do you suggest, then, to cut down on this... Uh, I'm, I'm, I, this is the last time I say this word, because it's a silly word, this bilking, stealing petrol, I'm going to call it from now on, because I'm 41 years old. Yes. We've uh, produced, along with the Association of Convenience Stores, a leaflet for all oh. of the forecourt operators to... Sh to show them uh, how they can help reduce this incidence of bilking, the stealing of petrol. And I would think that uh, talking to some of our members recently, uh, they're now more slavishly following these uh, suggestions. Give us some of the suggestions, Brian. Well, the operator should look more carefully uh, at the forecourt when they go to clear a pump to be used. Um, is, is the person, does the person have a lookout? Uh, is the number plate of the vehicle obscured? Uh, do they look as though they're in a rush and uh, slightly suspicious? There are how, quite how a do you tell telltale so, Hang on, how do you tell if someone looks slightly suspicious? That's most people that use petrol stations. <laughs> that, I think, is... There's uh, no way of pump putting petrol in the car without looking... You, 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 I don't know where you're supposed to look. I don't. Well, I genuinely don't know what you're supposed to look with, you know. Yeah, the, the sort of thing is, have they got a rug hanging out of the boot which obscures the, um, the number plate? Is there <laughs> mud all over the number plate so you can't actually read it? 
Um, is, is there somebody uh, trying to uh, mask they, uh, their own personal view from the TV screens? Because most uh, filling stations today have good TV, a lot of which can actually focus right in on the person who is... Why up the don't you let me in the shop at four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I just want to get a coffee at four o'clock. Abdul does, my mate Abdul at my petrol, but no other petrol station. Why don't you just let us in? Why are we more likely to steal things at four o'clock in the morning than three o'clock in the afternoon? That's because there's probably only one person in the shop that night. And really, you need backup staff such as you have during the day when you might have three, four or five people. I could still take those three guys who work there in the day. I don't... Just let us in. Let us in. Don't make us go through that little window. It's humiliating. (laughs) Well, that's the uh, decision for the local operator, the local owner, and uh, he's got to try and look after his staff as best he can. All right, Brian, thank you very much indeed. Brian Madison, chair of the Petrol Retailers Association. Just let me in the shop. It's humiliating. Can I get some milk, please? Can I get some... No, the green one. Uh, Mark Bradshaw is uh, the chair of Garage Watch. What do you think about this, Mark? Pay at the pumps. Well, it's not a new idea at all. In fact, in America, it's been done for many, many years. And it's something that I did myself when I had my own forecourt. Um, I used to say to my staff, please don't tell me you've had a drive-off. Tell me you've had an attempted drive-off. Because, as, as Brian said there, there are various telltale signs that, that, you know, really these people stand out quite obviously as dubious. So I wouldn't say that, you know, I mean, the, the idea that the police have come up with, obviously, in theory, it would work, but it's, it's too much of a, a sledgehammer to crack a nut, really. You don't want to put off your regular customers, and as Brian said, you don't want to stop people coming into the shop to spend money on other goods, which is obviously, you know, where we make the profit. Can't you have, can't you have, this is an idea, can't you have, like, one of those automatic barriers, and if someone starts to drive off, then the fella behind the counter hits a red button and the barrier goes up and no-one can leave? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I sat through a presentation of a company that had come up with that. Oh, idea, really? And I've never laughed so hard in my oh, life. Oh, no, I see, oh, no, don't laugh. Is it, why, why would it not work, Mark? No, the, the system that they had, basically, was, um, it was stingers at the end of the forecourt. Oh, OK. And if they saw some somebody driving off, you know, it was up to the staff to press a button to take his tyres out. Now, the thing <laughs> That's was... That's a little bit drastic. It yes. took everyone else's tyres out as well. Yeah. But, and the thing was, at the end of the, the presentation, the guy said, um, and training is optional. <laughs> and it was ten minutes past that before everyone stopped laughing enough to talk any, oh, any more about that, it. That poor, that poor fella. It's obviously a big problem, uh, Mark, and you're never going to stop it. Whenever you go into a petrol station, you always see... Um, you know, pictures of number plates and, and, and dodge pots that, that, that have done it. I, I mean, is it really common? It is very common, yeah. And, I mean, the first thing that I should say, and which hasn't been pointed out yet, is that £31 million, uh, last year that was lost to the forecourts, and it is lost to the forecourts, not the ore company. OK, I'm glad you cleared that up. Thank well, you. Well, it yeah. definitely is. But that £31 million is not just about drive-offs. That's about failure to pay or no means of payment. So people are coming onto a forecourt, filling the car, walking into the shop, knowing full well they've got no money on them, the credit cards are maxed out. Yeah. And actually the problem there is that's not technically a crime. So oh. then you've, you've got the problem then of chasing them through the civil courts or whatever to get the payment. But, I mean, that's a huge amount of money that's being lost each year. And the problem is that the, the, the major oil companies' sites and the supermarkets have the money because they've got the throughput 
to install all the latest um, CCTV and ANPR and all the rest of the things that are now available, whereas the smaller independents can't. And this problem is, is getting pushed further and further towards the smaller guys that can least, af- least uh, afford it. Uh, uh, Mark, listen, I appreciate you coming on and uh, clearing up exactly who's losing the money when this happens. Thank you very much, Mark Bradshaw, Chair of Garage Watch. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking slow now on the M1 southbound from Junction 11 for Dunstable to 9 for Redbourne and it's also looking busy on the approach on the A5 southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1 at Junction 9. On the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. The A41 southbound also looking very slow from Two Waters Road at the Hemel Hempstead turn off towards the M25 and in Hockcliffe on the A5 that's looking slow in both dire- directions at Leighton Road. I'm Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Radio. Are you sure you're done, Samantha? Uh, yes. You start. You, you kind of just you just tease us with a, I know. With a well, syllable. Well, I was going to say there was you, give it there to was us, a baby. problem Come with on. the track. Well, the great. Okay, there was a problem with the Great Northern trains earlier on, but I told you last time that they they're fine now between Hitchin and Bigwood. Oh. So. Well, hey, listen. Um. Uh. What are you doing after the show? Um. More travel. Oh. Okay, no, that's fine. I can tell. No, fine. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Patient groups have described the £200,000 paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. West Hart's NHS Trust say the cost of appointing Jackie Ardley was in line with market expectations. A 48-year-old from Luton is among those listed as missing in Nepal after the earthquake there. Denis Oklavec is listed as missing by the Red Cross. The Disasters Emergency Committee, which brings together a number of British charities, is launching an appeal this morning to help survivors. And seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford will be joined by Bournemouth in going up to the Premier League after the South Coast side all but secured automatic promotion by beating Bolton 3-0 last night. It means Bournemouth are three points and 19 goals clear of third-place Middlesbrough with one game to play. They nearly dropped out of the Football League seven years ago after going into administration. His manager, Eddie Howe. When you've been associated to a football club for so long and have such deep feelings for the football club, for it to have risen like it has and be in the top league of English football is just an incredible story and can't forget... Moments like that, and that makes the success even sweeter. Meanwhile, Watford defender Tommy Hoban says the Hornets players are still coming to terms with their achievement. It's a dream for all of us. I mean, since a little boy, you know, it's what I've been dreaming of. And um, to have a chance to go and play now next year, it's just, it's everything I've ever wanted. And, um, you know, I'll definitely be working hard over the pre-season, as I'm sure everyone else will be. And Watford Borough Council has confirmed that a party to celebrate Watford's promotion to the Premier League will be held in Cassiebury Park on Bank Holiday Monday, May the 4th. The Hornets players will take part in an open-top bus parade through the town, arriving at the park at 2 o'clock. Luton have suspended striker Ricky Miller after he was arrested for allegedly headbutting a taxi driver in the early hours of yesterday morning. The 26-year-old was arrested in Hockcliffe. In a statement, the Hatter said an internal investigation was also underway. In the Premier League tonight, Hull hosts Liverpool. In non-league football in the Southern League Division 1 Central playoffs, Aylesbury host Bedworth. Royston are at home to Barton Rovers. And Ronnie O'Sullivan is through to the quarter-finals of the World Snooker after beating Matthew Stevens 13-5. BBC Three. Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. 
call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, I mean, um, <clears throat> page 25 of the Daily Mail. By the way, 08459 455 555. Uh, page 25 of the Daily Mail is full of um, uh, uh, juicy meat, literally and indeed metaphorically. There's this uh, spod. Can we call him a spod? Well, it's kind of bullying. I'm, f- I'm, I'm literally 30 years older than him, but yeah, he's a spod. Mini Mozart's degree at 11. He began playing the piano aged just three, and now at the age of 11, Mini Mozart Curtis Elton has become the youngest spod in the world to gain a university music degree. What did you do at work today, Daddy? I bullied a child on the radio. Wow. So proud of you. You're up there with Katie Hopkins. Thank you. It's appreciated. The musical prodigy, wearing a shiny silver suit, has graduated with a licentiate of Trinity. Is that how you say that? Yeah. He's got something I can't even say. A licentiate of Trinity College London in piano, playing equivalent to the final year of an undergraduate degree. Yeah, but is, I mean, is he really that good? Really? His mum is a concert pianist. She's a what? A concert pianist. That's easy for you to say. I called her a constant pianist. That would, that would, um, yeah. <laughs> Earlier. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little bit. Well, I think the silver suit is the cherry on top, isn't it? That's that's the thing. That's the thing that does it really. Is you know, listen. Okay, if you're going to make him um, uh, play music, then don't dress him like uh, he's an absolute plum. I've deleted my clip of me playing the piano because I bet it's better than him. <laughs> I bet it's better than him. I've had a text through about whether it's fair to make your kid that clever. Yeah. There's one through here from David. It says, totally with you on the intelligent kids things. They frighten me. They should be playing with stickle bricks, not splitting the atom. Is it more about us than him, though, that? It's because he makes us feel inferior. Key to his success are two hours of practice a day. That's nothing. And plenty of pasta. Uh Not because of the pasta. I love pasta. That's not key to his success. Curtis Curtis appeared on Britain's Got Talent in 2011 and 2014. Ah, aha! But failed to make the final selection. So, all right, here's the true story. He's good. He ain't that good. He's not good enough to... He's not as good as a uh, singing dog. There you go. That sums, that sums up Britain in 2015. He's not as good as a singing dog. There's an alternative. He's not got a sob story. For the 37-minute uh, exam, he played pieces, including ones by Bach and Mo- Bach... Bach, Bach and Mozart, mostly from memory, so he can't read music. He also had to write a 1,000 words about the works and histories of the composers. Easy. The youngster who practices on a grand piano at home in Barnet in North London. I've been to Barnet and it's not very nice. My my house is nicer than any house in Barnet. I'm totally poning this kid. Yeah, do you remember yesterday the karate kid? Uh, you sorted them out as well, didn't yeah, you? I sorted the karate kid out. <laughs> so mini Mozart, it's um it's uh well it's it's a no from me. Do you know what I'm mostly appalled by? Yeah, Stop on. boasting about your kids. Yeah. Stop boasting and don't dress them up in silver suits and put them in the paper. Yeah. I wish I wish I hadn't got rid of that. I need to sort out these hotkeys. I'm going to do that maybe. Um, maybe were you, uh, were you a prodigy month. in anything? Well, fu- funny you should say that. Go on. Look what I've got in my bag. Show me. Look what I've got in my bag, in my computer case. Oh. Look what I've got. Was I a computer? prodigy at anything? 
Look at this photograph. <laughs> yes, mate. I was a pro- I was a spod. Oh, so was I. Oh, look at you. Look at me playing Stop the cello it. with Fiona King, whose brother was called Wayne. Wayne. There we go. Could, That's me. I'm going to tweet that picture. Could you do vibrato? You were so cute. <laughs> I was cute. Don't I look like my eldest? Right, hang on a minute. Very innocent. Very innocent. There's a picture of me playing. A picture of me next to that spod. And um, there we go. Look at that. Beautiful. We'll tweet that in a second. At Ian Lee. Did you do do vibrato, though? There we go. Send Justin out on this. What could you you do as a kid? Mm -hmm. I'm ignoring that. Yes, I could. Because that was something that I I wasn't very good at. Send Dealey out. What could you do as a kid? The crab. Sorry? Can you, know, you can do that now, though, aren't yeah. you? You're young Not and flexible. Not as good as I used to be able to. 08459 455 555. What could you do as a kid? I can do the crab now. Go on, then. I'm not going to. Well, then you can't. I don't believe you. I could, I'll do it upstairs after the show. I, I, I actually will. I used to be able to jump into the splits. Wowzers. Yeah. I used to be able to jump into the splits. <laughs> um, I'm just tweeting a picture of me playing the cello at Ian Lee. You'll get to see that. I look wicked. What, what could you do as a kid? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. That's what we send Dealey out on. Then there are two other stories. Goat is the new Sunday roast. Mmm, I fancy me a bit of goat. Chewy, I reckon. I reckon it's chewy. Wouldn't be any chewier than the beef we had at the weekend. Flipping heck. I got beef with the beef. I had beef beef. Imagine such a thing. Goat meat is set to go on UK dinner, men- dinner menus... As Britons increasingly develop a taste for the meat. Well, I, yeah, really? Is it is it Britons or is it... Um, how do I say this word without sounding like Nigel Farage? I can't. Is it immigrants? Is it immigrants? Because they eat meat. They eat uh, goat in uh, Africa. Yeah, and in, in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean. So, um, immigrants and uh, the, their heritage. Mm-hmm. No, so I'm not saying it's a bad word. No. But I'm not saying it's not necessary. You know, Britons. Oh, now we get into the definition of what's a Briton. I wish I hadn't got involved. No, but it's all part of the rich tapestry. Of now I see why he's on to Mazipam. Because it's so confusing. The immigrants. It's confusing me. I want some to Mazipam. Do you know what my favourite meat is? Yeah, I do actually, mate. And I, you can't discuss that on the radio. What's your second favourite meat? Venison. There we go. Good for you. Online supermarket Ocado, there's posh people, is to become the first high-profile retailer to stock goat kid. Oh, and you can't call it kid. You can't call it kid because suddenly... What you got? What's for dinner, Mum? We're having kids. Uh, once only available from small butchers serving ethnic customers... Goat meat is rising in popularity thanks to dozens of celebrity chefs and upmarket restaurants being all poncy and putting it on their menus. Now food producers are confident they can persuade shoppers to cook it at home. Uh, Goat is eaten by 70% of the world's population and the kid meat is sweeter than the mature goat. Well, isn't that the same in every walk of life? I would love a goat sandwich. Bit of roast goat. That sounds nice. I would eat horse. I think we do still eat horse. Do you remember the, the horse meat scandal? How long ago was that, guys? Two years. How many people have been arrested? A uh, few. How many have been charged? None. None. You're probably still eating it. You're probably still eating horse. Just call it out and say horse. And then there's the third story on page 25 
of the Daily Mail. It's the page that keeps on giving. Playing bridge is a sport rules judge. What? I don't, I don't even know what bridge is. Is that the card game? That's not the one with the sticks. That's cribbage, isn't it? We've had this conversation before, guys. Cribbage is the one we've got the little... Uh, we used to have a cribbage board. I think it was cribbage. And it's a little wooden kind of rectangular thing that's about, I don't know, about eight inches by three. And it's got holes in it and you move matchsticks along. I guess it's like Ludo for adults. Ludo. I've got an idea for a really boring game that takes lasts forever. Is it the game of life? No. Although that's good. Hold that thought. It's called Ludo. Hey, guys, what should we play? Ludo said nobody ever. It's just... It seems like a good idea. And then you realise... I've got to get all four of them all the way around the board. Then I've got to get the exact number to get in the middle. All four of the pieces? Ah, forget that. That's why they call it a board game. Yeah, because you are well bored in it. Not even a popomatic could brine that up. I've got to get all four of the... I thought it was just one. I've got to get the exact number. Mm. Oh, you're having a laugh. Let's play the game of life instead. 08459 555. It takes skill and cunning, but could hardly be considered an energetic pursuit. Yet, although it merely involves four people sitting round a table playing cards, the game of bridge could now be considered a sport. It's not a sport. A high court judge yesterday, because they'd sorted out all the murders and the child kidnap. That, that's all been done, right? D dismissed the idea that sport must involve physical activity and declared, oh, for goodness sake, Mr Justin, Justice Mostim. The brain is a muscle. No, it's not. What is the brain? The brain's an organ, isn't it? The brain's not a muscle. I can't lift anything with my mind. I'm not Uri Geller. What is the... Catherine, you're bright. Although you couldn't get um, uh, uh, multiple daily theory. What is the brain? The brain? What is the brain? Well, it's a collection of um, tissue and uh, electrodes and that, isn't it? Is it, um, is it a muscle or is it an organ? Organ. Thank you very much indeed. I'm, we're instantly cleverer than Mr Justice Mostein. Oh, here we go. Look, and this is why these. This is why you can't trust judges. This is why so many um, sex criminals get off because a lot of the judges are sex criminals. Right? Not saying this one is at all, but this one plays bridge. Oh, I see. You see, they've all got vested interests. They've all got vested interests. What a VIP cover up! Cleared the way for a landmark court case to decide whether contract bridge should be classified as a sport. No. No. What's your definition of sport, though? Darts. Mm, pub game. Dart, no, no, darts and snooker is a sport. No, darts and dominoes. Pub game. You've got to break he a granted sweat, the No, you don't. But this is not a sport. He granted the English, the English Bridge Union as a bunch of sad cases who should get a life. Oh. Oh, no, he didn't. Sorry, that was me. He granted the English Bridge Union a judicial review against a refusal, flipping heck, by Sport England to recognise it as sport and grant lottery funding. He said chess authorities should be alerted to join the action if they wish. 
Oh, for crying out loud. I, ju I mean, uh, oh, doesn't it make you want to puke? You know what this is, don't you? I think it's just gone politically correct. You're correct! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M1 southbound, so there's a lane blocked between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. It's causing queues back from Junction 12 for Flittick. It's also looking really busy on the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road between the Kidneywood Roundabout and the M1 Junction 10. Looking at the M25 on the cameras, there are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. In Beaconsfield on Park Lane, the speed sensors are showing that it's looking very slow from Longbottom Lane at Sear Green towards the A40 London road and in Sandy on the A1 southbound it's busy around the Sandy roundabout. On the trains the 759 service from Stevenage to London's King's Cross is delayed. Smart the breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy you are barely a, a, a babe in arms but what could you do as a kid that you can't really do now? Um, um, I, um hold worms? No I can hold worms now. Um, You're absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. What could you do as a kid that you can't do now? 08459 455 555. 746. Nothing rude, please. Uh, it's Tuesday the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Patient groups have described the £200,000 paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. A British plane carrying supplies and soldiers is en route to Nepal to help earthquake relief efforts there. And seven men have, seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bright but chilly start across all three counties. Lovely blue sky and sunshine this morning. Perhaps a bit more cloud bubbling up this afternoon. With it, the risk of one or two quite sharp showers. But they will be fairly isolated. You'll be unlucky to catch one. Maximum temperature, though, chilly at 12 Celsius in the westerly breeze that continues to develop. Overnight, more cloud arrives as we head through the second part of the night. Temperatures will rise a little at that point. With it, one or two showers possible. Minimum temperature, 3 Celsius in the countryside. And then our band of rain arrives towards dawn tomorrow. Tomorrow morning through tomorrow morning, move southeastwards. So a wet morning, but dry and brighter through tomorrow afternoon. Still feeling quite chilly with the rain, especially maximum temperature, 13 Celsius, 55 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Uh, Andrew's in Aylesbury. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. What you got for us, boss? Uh, <clears throat> oh, now listen. This is we're talking about this today. That the, the, the uh, there's an increase in the number of people nicking petrol. I can't believe that anyone would do it accidentally. You can't. You don't yeah. forget. Well, she was on camera going in. She put in the petrol, and then she was on camera going in the stall, buying a box of special K and a bottle of water, and didn't the bedroom. Flipping it. And then, well, how did you find this out? Did the old bill turn up or something? Yeah, they knocked on our house, on our house at about 8.30 a week ago. Did they really? Yeah. Blimey. How, how long after the event? About a month. 
Uh, you and listen, it's always a terrifying experience when the police knock on the door, isn't it? Uh, uh, what, what, who were you? Did you answer it? Uh, no, we were out. We were at work, but they oh. put a note through the door and she had to ring them. Oh. The, uh, the thing she works for. Uh, she stole it from Tesco's, and she works for Tesco's. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they kind of owe her, I guess. Did they leave a note saying we've we've left left your arrest warrant with your neighbours? Ah, uh, they weren't that nice, to be honest. When she rang them, they were a little bit rude. Really? What? Do, why? Yeah. What? Did, what did they say? Well, they they, they kind of. Bearing in really mind, your wife is is a is a thief, Andrew. Yeah, pretty much. They said, uh, yeah, we've got it all on camera, love. Don't worry. And when she tried to explain, it was an honest mistake. Yeah, I'm not sure I trust your wife, Andrew. I'm on the side. I'm on the side of the police. Fair enough. They should have tasered her. What, what happened? She just went and paid it, did she? Uh, yeah, she just went and paid it. Yeah, they gave her a, a couple of days to pay it, and uh, she had to phone the police officer and, and <laughs> tell them that she'd done it. And then she had to write 500 words on how, how she will never ever do it again. Correct. Andrew, thank you very much. If you've done that, accidentally driven off without paying for the petrol, I've never done it. Never come close. Never come close to doing that. Never come close to putting the wrong petrol in my car. It's always four-star petrol for me. Now, yesterday, we spoke about stickers being put up in Luton urging Muslims not to vote. The posters appeared on uh, lampposts in areas with a high Asian population with the slogan, warning, voting for man-made law is shirk associating with Allah, basically saying this is un-Islamic. Uh, let's speak to Dawood Massoud, founder of the Kuba Trust. Um, uh, good morning, Dawood. Good morning. Uh, now, we spoke to you yesterday. You were checking the CCTV uh, for us. What did you see? Um, basically, I saw on Friday, before prayer, there was a man walking around and uh, probably one of the same old people who have been putting stickers all around uh, different places in UK. And uh, for the last 10 years, these people are the same one causing problems. I just saw a man walking around putting stickers all around and vandalising the public property. And uh, hopefully, you know, the police are on them probably, and uh, they will get caught, you know, for uh, putting stickers on uh, different public properties. What did he look like? Um, he looked like, you know, he was just a normal um, part of one of the groups, you know, which uh, is extreme, and uh, he looked like he was part of them and had quite a similar um, face to them as well. And we've seen this person, you know, on the news quite a few times. Here's the question that I'm skirting around, and people will have a go at me for asking the question because it's, of course, not definitive. Uh, was he was he white or did he look Asian? Um, Asian. Okay, because what I'm trying to get at is it a, a kind of a, a right wing uh, racist group or is it potentially, um, you know, a, a, an extremist Islamic organisation? Obviously, you can't tell just by looking, uh, but in this simplistic world, it kind of gives us an idea. And you say you you, you recognise this fella, did you? Um, don't don't mention any names, obviously, but yeah, yeah I, I, I won't be mentioning any names. But he's quite familiar. Obviously, there's only a few handful of these people, right. and they mostly you see them on uh, you know media and newspapers. And you know he did look. You know we could recognise him. Um, you know we could see him and recognise him. And uh, hopefully, you know police will be on them, and uh, you know they will catch these people and. Um, Account them for the thing is, I mean, I, I suppose the only crime—I mean, the, the only crime he's committed is—is vandalisation, if that's a word, isn't it? Because it's not against the law to say to people, "Don't vote." Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, like you said, just uh, Russell Brand, he says as well, "Don't vote," and uh, that's not a crime. However, vandalising public property—that's yeah. a crime that he's committed, 
and uh, you know he should be heard why he did that and why he wanted to portray this message and you know you know police need to check up on these people because you can't just go around and put any stickers around on public property and uh, this is just completely wrong but you're so you're suggesting David, from what you've seen you think these stickers uh, have been put up by um uh, uh, it's such a lazy phrase but i can't think of anything better at the moment a muslim extremist yeah it's just completely out of context it's just like uh, you know you can't for example anyone can say any statement without any reference without any context and this is what it is you know this person's come right. and put a statement in and without any context and without like, no one knows where he's uh, got his reference from where, where he's got his ruling from and uh, you know so you can't really just go around it's just any normal person just going around putting any statement is just completely wrong Darren stay on the line speak to speak to Catherine my producer uh, um, because um, well if you if you have a name for this gentleman well, I'm quite happy to call this gentleman up he should be there now Catherine if you want to grab him and um, uh, ask him if a, if it was him and if he says yes say well would you like to come on and explain why you did it please Thank you, David. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five. Sheila's in St Albans. Morning, Sheila. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Petrol. Yes. Um, I have actually gone to a station once and suddenly realised I didn't have any money. Filled in the form. No. Yes, and paid the next day. So that was fine. And they weren't even... The guy was very pleasant. But funny enough, that um, same one... I was doing, it was late night, uh, about 11 o'clock or so, and the yeah. little man's just at the window. Mm. I went to pay for mine, £40 something, and he said, no, paid, no, somebody... I said, no, £40. I said, uh, the guy on the other side who'd yes. done 70 yes. he paid my bill for me. And, of course, left me to pay his bill. Oh, no! Yep. And apparently that's quite, um, I say, normal. That's 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 another scam. Well, do you, but you didn't pay his bill, did you? No, I paid mine. Yeah, good for you. So they obviously got 40 and 40, so they were out um, by about 30 quid. Oh, blimey. You know. Blimey. Yeah. Sheila, what could you do as a child that you can't do anymore? Here's, here's one. Kate, our weather lady, Kate Kinsella says, I can't sit on the floor for hours any longer. Hey, that's true. That You try sitting cross-legged for more than three minutes. It's not fair. Is it that I know that babies, um, when you get to a certain age... Uh, there's a part of um, something that closes up over the mouth or at the back of the mouth, what? so you can't drink and breathe or something at the same time, isn't what? it? What? What? You mm -hmm. can't drink and breathe at the same time. That's nuts. I can drink. I, if we couldn't <laughs> drink and breathe, we'd all be dead, Sheila. Well, they can swallow. There is something about the baby, isn't there, that's, you know, when they're taking the bottle or breastfed. Oh, they can circular breathe, which is, and I, I don't, can we say his name? Rolf Harris could do that when he was playing the didgeridoo. That's how you play the didgeridoo. It's, it's <laughs> breathing out through the nose and breathing in through the mouth at the same time. So babies and Rolf Harris. Well, yeah. uh, let's go to Kiri. Good morning, Kiri. Thank you, Sheila. Good morning. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I'm, I'm all right, Kiri. I'm furious. I'm furious. At? This judge that, that, that suggests that playing bridge is a sport. Well, I just wanted you to know that my stepdad's an international bridge player. Oh, for... sure the... No, let me finish. Is that, what, is, that what you told, is that what you told your mum to get with her? Hey, well, love, I'm an international bridge player. Stick with me and I'll show you the bridge houses of the world. <laughs> no, he's the top bridge player of Europe and um, it's not recognised in the UK, but he played in the mind games in China in 2011. <laughs> wow, the Chinese mind games. That's a film I'd like to see. 
and he actually got the silver medal, and that's his job. He travels the world playing bridge, well, and, what... my mum's a, and my mum's a bridge teacher, and he owns a bridge club in London. Well, how much money does he make from, from winning bridge? Oh, it's it's a it's a big it's a big thing. Um, my stepdad runs a, a big tournament every year in January at his club, and the top prize that people get is about twenty five thousand pounds. Flipping heck! And does your yeah. dad win it every year at the uh, tournament that he organises? No, no, not oh. at all. No, he he works no because okay. um, he he works for a lady and okay. she employs so many people, and mm. as I said, they travel the world. I play bridge, and my mum's a bridge teacher. It's not, but, but Kiri, listen, with the greatest of respect to your stepdad and to your mother, and indeed to you, even though you're nuts, it's <laughs> it's not a sport, is it? Well, if you say that... It's a card game. It is, but it's not It's not a luck That's game. That's like saying Uno is a sport. Yeah, but it's not a luck oh. game. It's it's a game of skill. Yeah, it's a game. Well, so, so is... Um, um, so is... Um, um, he tries to think of something else. So is um, 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 uh, so is drafts, and that's not yeah. a sport. I, I most probably have to. I, I maybe wouldn't think of it as a sport because to me, sport is like exercise that you think of like football and things. But it's definitely, as I said, it's a big thing in Kerry, all over the world. Thank you very much indeed. Not all big things are sports, of course. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, a lane has been blocked by an accident between Junction 11 for Dunstable and Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. It's causing all the w- delays all the way from Junction 12 for Flittick. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's very busy uh, in and out of High Wycombe. And Sandy on the A1 southbound, it's busy around the Sandy Roundabout. And in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road, there are delays from the St. Leeds Junction towards the Black Cat Roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. <clears throat> By the way, everybody who's following us, uh, Jack Kelly, uh, West Hearts NHS, uh, for, you're more than welcome to come on the show and um, talk to us. I can see you're all following us on Twitter, but, but, but if you want to come on and talk about how a uh, nurse could be paid £200,000 for... Um, Ten months' work? I don't think that's a little bit out of order. Gosh. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, anger over payment to Hertfordshire nursing chief, seven arrested in Milton Keynes drugs raids and Bournemouth to join Watford in the Premier League. BBC Three Counties Radio. Patient groups have described the £200,000 paid to an interim chief nurse in Hertfordshire as outrageous. West Hart's NHS Trust says the cost of appointing Jackie Ardley was in line with market expectations. More from Tony Fisher. The Trust says that as chief nurse, Miss Ardley had overall responsibility Responsibility for the safety of patients at their hospitals in Watford, St Albans and Hemel. It adds they had to employ her for more than six months as they had difficulty finding anyone to fill the role permanently. Patient concern says the amount she was paid is outrageous and the Royal College of Nursing described it as shocking. Seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. The men are aged between 30 and 60. Around £50,000 worth of drugs were recovered along with large quantities 
quantities of cash. Thames Valley Police say the raids were in response to issues raised by the local community. The Disasters Emergency Committee, which brings together a number of British aid charities, is launching an appeal this morning to help the survivors of the Nepal earthquake. An RAF plane carrying aid and soldiers took off from RAF Bryce Norton late last night. Matt Darvis is working for Milton Keynes-based World Vision. Two helicopter missions have tried to reach the village of Singla, neither of which have been successful. This story of this one village is indicative of what is happening through dozens, if not hundreds of villages in Gorka, where I am right now, where they desperately need the right uh, helicopters to get rescue teams here as soon as possible. Bedfordshire-based Whitbread has announced that Chief Executive Andy Harrison will be retiring in the next year. Mr Harrison joined Whitbread from EasyJet in 2010. Meanwhile, the company has announced an 18.5% rise in yearly profits to £488 million. A serious case review has begun into the unexplained death of an infant in Malden in Bedfordshire. It's been carried out by Central Bedfordshire's Safeguarding Children Board. A post-mortem into the death on Saturday the 11th of April was inconclusive. Police say an investigation is continuing. A mobility scooter rider who was injured in a collision with a car in the grounds of Milton Keynes Hospital has died. The 75-year-old was injured last Monday morning and died on Friday. The driver of the blue Ford Escort involved, a man in his 80s, was not injured. Police have again appealed for witnesses. In sport, Watford will be joined by Bournemouth in going up to the Premier League after the South Coast side all but secured automatic promotion by beating Bolton 3-0 last night. BBC pundit Steve Claridge says he's looking forward to watching both in the top flight. Two really welcome additions to the Premiership, I've got to say. I mean, you know, Watford with that, that fantastic goal-striking record that they've got, players who can hurt you, good squad, and then Bournemouth who will not change the way they play. Been brilliant all year, top scorers in, in the league. No one but no one can and begrudge them their moment in the sun. The weather, a cold start, then mostly dry with bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, uh, nurses getting paid... Um, um, well, what was her job title before they phone up and complain again? What was her correct, let's, let's... actual, proper... Either way, she got £200,000 for 10 months' work. She eh? it says chief nurse. Chief nurse. And well, well done, her. I'm not going to go at her. It just seems... Um, uh... To, 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 uh, uh, too much money, that's it. Seems too much money. Hey, what do I know, huh? What do I know? What could you do as a kid that you can't do now? And come on, guys, bridge? Really? Bridge is not a sport, is it? 08459 455555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. What? You made me jump. Have you got the text machine ready? Okie dokie. Let's have some texts. Okay, Mark the trucker. Paying at the pump will stop the clowns doing a week shopping while parked at the pump. They want you to do your shopping there. Ian, oh, this is talking about can you make your kids too clever? Is it cruel to make your kids too clever? Tony says, do you remember the boy with the blonde curly hair who used to wear frilly shirts and a dicky bow? He was a brain box on legs. No, he wasn't. Took, yeah. Lauren Harris. It was, it was a sham. The antiques expert on uh, Terry Wogan, he was a sham. It was all fake. And then he became a girl. Goat meat is very similar to lamb. The Greeks eat a lot of it. It's lovely, says Glenn and Hemel. And so do the geeks. I know, no, they don't. 
I've never been offered goat meat in uh, in Greece. They eat a lot of sheep, don't they? Yeah, they they love lamb. Oh boy, oh boy, they absolutely love it. But they don't. I've not. I've never been offered a goat. If you're Greek and eat goat, call me now. Oh four five nine four double five five double five. Niche phone in. <laughs> and Martin of Biggleswade said, whenever you see that poor young pianist on TV, oh, is he on telly a lot then? Silver-suited pianist. Yeah. He's always accompanied so. by his mother. Well, no. I've, I've edited that. Uh, Martin's put his overbearing, annoying mother. Hey. She marched him through Leicester Square holding a cardboard cutout of him wearing that damn silver suit. You want him to tell her to shut up, poor <laughs> kid. And one Martin. day he will. Yeah. One day, guys, that boy is going to turn around to mum and say, shove your baby grand where the sun don't shine. Ebony and Ivory, have some of that. When I was a kid, it was all about teaching kids to play chess and sending them to Cambridge at the age of nine. Oh. Now look at this, silver suits. Silver suits. I, Grown men that wear silver suits as well. There is a certain chain of estate agents, Foxtons. Huh? Nothing. That wear silver suits. It's just... I bought a suit once and I, it was a dark shop and I, I took it home and it's got... It's got a hint of a sheen to it and you just think, ay, ay, ay. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Now, an NHS trust in Hertfordshire has defended paying its chief nurse over £200,000 for 10 months' work. Let, just let that sink in. Two, it's not an easy job, not in any way. It's a very, very tough job. £200,000, 10 months' work. Wowzers. Jackie Ardley was appointed on an interim basis for longer than six months. And by the way, West Hart's NHS Trust, we know you're listening uh, because you phoned in to complain we got some of the story wrong. Uh, do If you want to come in and, and, and explain it to us, because I don't get it, and maybe I'm just being dumb, because it happens quite a lot. I'm dumb and I don't get things. So maybe there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for you paying an extortion amount of money for 10 months' work. I don't know. Uh, they couldn't find anyone to fill the role permanently at the time. The trust, which includes Watfords and Albans and Hemel Hospitals, says her pay was in line with market expectations and um, with the responsibilities of the role. Well, Roger uh, uh, Goss is from Patient Concern. Morning, Roger. Hello, am I, am I missing something here? No, I don't think so. I think the problem is that uh, these organisations feel they have to have a hierarchy and a top person ostensibly organising everything. The awful thing from the point of view of patience is, of course, is that what really matters is how many nurses they've got for patients on the wards. By law, they have to have a chief nurse, don't they? So, so, so th th they, they had to fill that role? Yes, but then, of course, the NHS is one of the most clever organisations at creating job titles and allocating them out, I mean, you could very well say, well, we'll call anybody the chief nurse. But I guess they need some... And I, you know, I, this is where I wish they'd come on and explain it. Uh, you need someone who is qualified and who is trained and who knows the job. The chief nurse is, in, is responsible for a lot of people, aren't they? Yes, they are. But... Uh... Why they should be paid this kind of money when the people who do the frontline work struggle to get a 1% pay rise, have to threaten to go on strike to get that, and uh, only get whatever it is, an average of about 26,000, I think, for nurses. You know, this but is that's very the way... hard to comprehend. I know what you mean, Roger, but, th but that's the way of the world, isn't it? Listen, I get paid a lot more than Kelly. I, I, be honest, I do a lot less work than she does. You, you know, it, it, and that's kind of the way of the, the, the world, isn't it? 
that people higher up, uh, it doesn't quite fit, but people higher up get paid more money. Yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, you're depressing me when you say that's the way of the world, because, unfortunately, it really is. Uh, the Sunday Times brought out its risk. What is it? The, uh, the, the, the rich list. I rich didn't make list it again this year, Roger. Now, Maybe next really time. want to get depressed, read that. But, yeah, well, you know, it would, hey, wouldn't it all be nice if nurses got paid £100,000 a year and idiots on the radio got 50 quid a week? You know, it, but that's, that's hey, man, we, you know, we're not a socialist state. That's capitalism. That's, that's kind of how it works. I agree with you. But, uh, you know, the argument from a patient perspective will be that capitalism needs to be reined in on occasion and not allowed to be read in tooth and claw. I guess that one of the issues here, what what, what have got people so uh, upset about West Hart's uh, Hospitals Trust decision to pay £200,000 for 10 months' work is the Trust has declared losses of 13.4, wait for it, million pounds. Well, exactly. And uh, when you've got that uh, kind of uh, deficit running up, you wonder why the top people are being paid that much because uh, we always say the top people in the hospital only have two jobs actually however difficult one is to stay in budget and two to keep off your program well yeah well they've, 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 they've certainly managed to achieve one of those today roger but uh, <laughs> but but only only not through lack of trying on our part uh, do you know i mean the nhs does seem to have trouble doesn't it filling top managerial roles like this is is, is that a worry uh Yes, it is, uh, because I suspect that they feel that uh, they're going to be harassed all the time by all these regulatory bodies in a way that if they get a comparable role in the private sector, they may have much more freedom. I can understand why it may be a bit more difficult to attract people of the requisite calibre Roger, I appreciate your time and your thoughts this morning. Thank you, Roger Goss uh, from Patient Concern. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to do some training, uh, sports training later on. Oh, really? What, what, what sports training? Uh, Uno. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to do some sports training. Uno. That's the card game for kids. Yeah, 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 no, but it's a sport. Well, when did that... Well, ever since Breach became a sport. Mr Justice Mostyn says it's a sport. He plays bridge. Of course he's going to say something ridiculous if it means that his favourite, in inverted commas, sport is a card game, might get some money from Sport England for crying out loud. Sport England, I would imagine, is pretty much cash-strapped and now they're being badgered by blooming idiots. I nearly swore then. Blooming idiots who want to define cr- the bridge as a sport. No, anything where you can have a glass of sherry on the side ain't a sport. And then the judge says, um, he said chess authorities should be alerted to join the action if they wish. Guys, chess is not a sport. Do you remember when they put chess on the telly with Carol Vorderman trying to make it? It was boring. Even more boring than cricket. We should take cricket off the sports list. I can't play chess. 
I can play chess. I like chess. Chess is great fun. It's great fun to play. And do you know what? If you're in if you're in Central Park in New York or you know a park in Tokyo and there are loads of old dudes playing, it's kind of fun for ten minutes to look over their shoulders and watch the old dudes playing chess. It ain't a sport. Watching old people move um, tiny little horses around uh, on different coloured squares. That's not a sport. It's not a sport. I like giant chess. Giant chess. Now I could consider Which that as a sport. I could consider that a sport. That doesn't work. What? Giant chess is normal chess to you. Normal so chess tiny. is giant chess. I have to pick up. That's the it. You see? Yeah. But giant chess, I can consider that a sport actually. Yeah. They should make it really heavy as well, like weights. Yeah. There's yeah. a uh, or it should be a real horse that yeah. you've got to ride and a real bishop <laughs> and real prawns. I never understood why they were called prawns. Mm. Never, never got that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if uh, you want to give us a call. And I suppose I'm avoiding. I don't. I mean, we do. I, I'm, I'm avoiding. Go on, what? No, I'm avoiding the wolf whistle story because it's it's uh, it, it, if we if we really do run out of material, guys. We'll do the wolf whistle story, but it's a staple, isn't it? We, and we've, yeah, we've kind of done it. We've done times. it several times. This is why I didn't want to send... I know Justin would get gold on it. He would get gold, but it's a staple. The, the girl who, who called the police in because some builders wolf whistle. It's a phone-in radio staple. After that, we'll be doing Should We Bring Back Hanging. After that, it's going to be legalising cannabis. And don't miss uh, our 70s show tomorrow. The first hour, sweets from the 70s. The second hour, uh, uh, kids' programmes from the 70s. And the third hour, toys from the 70s. Saying that, I'm getting a scale extra delivered today. Excellent. And yesterday, I saw a white dog poo. So there we're we go, heading back there. I'm genuinely getting a scale electric, But it's like for kiddies, scale electric, And when the cars hit each other, boom, they blow up. Will it be easy, though? Because scale electrics was quite hard, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The only one I had, we just had it in an oval. And um, the, we had it in an oval. It was quite boring. And also, the, the it was had this massive... I just remember, it had this massive transformer yeah. that you would, you would connect it to. And it, it had, like, sparks coming off it, and it would smell of burning. Yeah. And yet, well, as a seven-year-old, I was allowed to play with that and set it up myself. I'm lucky to be... Uh, anybody that came through the 70s is, A, lucky to remain untouched, or lucky to still be alive. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane blocked by an accident between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. That's causing delays from Junction 12 for Flitwick. On the M1 southbound, it's slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne as well. And in High Wycombe on the A404, that's looking slow on all the approaches to the Handycross roundabouts. Also on the A40 London Road, that's looking very busy in both directions. And checking the trade departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Wales done a thing about whistling. Of course he has. Ah, oh, Ben, mate, thank you. Great song for tomorrow. Thank you, Ben, you're a legend. Right, let me just do this. Hang on, where are we? Right, 8.16. It is, um, it is um, Tuesday the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An NHS trust in Hertfordshire has defended paying its chief nurse over £200,000 for 10 months' work. Seven men have been arrested and drugs and cash seized after raids across Milton Keynes yesterday and the Disasters Emergency Committee is launching an appeal this morning to help the survivors of the Nepal quake. BBC Three Counties Radio.
you right, love? Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm getting a, a little... My throat's got a little bit of a tickly-wickly-woo. Really? I'd never know. You've hardly mentioned it. Being very morning. brave about it, haven't, haven't you? I? Yes. Very you, brave you little really soldier. You really have. I am. I am. But um, I probably struggle today. <laughs> probably suffer a bit. Will you call in sick? D- no? Mate! <laughs> I'm not Catherine Boyle. What? Um, <laughs> listen, I don't play, right. I don't get paid. I know, I know. Yeah, no sick pay for me, guys. So uh, I will. Do you know what? I'm You're going to drag yourself here, yeah, as long as croaking I'm... and wheezing all over us. Yes, yes, that's correct. Oh, good. I'm not like Catherine Boyle. Who? Oh, oh I've cut a finger now. I'm going to take a week off. Shut up. So uh, yeah, I'll be here, mate. I'll be here. Right. The the, the listeners of Beds, Hearts and Bugs. They're, they're too important to me. They're too important. To Are me. they? I would never you let love those... them all. I would never let those guys. I heard down. that. That bled through. <laughs> You've got to be careful, Gary. It's Catherine. only Tuesday. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Mm. Um, what's in your show today, Jonathan? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, do you object to the Beach Body Ready adverts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thousands of people will gather this weekend to protest oh. against the Beach Body Ready poster campaign. Grow cre- up, guys. Create, created to advertise protein world weight loss products. Oh. Nearly 50,000 people have signed a petition to have the adverts removed as critics say they promote an unhealthy Ugh. body image. Ugh. Many posters have been defaced and this weekend's poster, a protest poster, calls for people of all sexes and sizes to wear their swimsuit with pride... Oh, it's going to be horrible. ..to promote the message that we are all beach body ready. Oh, it's going to be disgusting. The Protein World Twitter feed has referred to protesters as terrorists, asking them not to take their own body image insecurities out on a food company. Well, St Albans businesswoman Louisa Zisman is an ambassador for the company. Her view from nine this morning. And I want to hear from you as well. Do you object to the Beach Body Ready adverts? Until my team showed me these photos yesterday afternoon, I hadn't seen them. So let me just describe for anyone who doesn't know, uh, it's a picture with a very slim, um, athletic kind of looking woman yeah. in the middle of the advert in a bikini and the advert just says are you beach body ready the idea being unless you are slim and trim and athletic looking you shouldn't be wearing a bikini well is that fair enough or is that outrageous the thing is um i hadn't seen it until this morning and uh it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be and the problem is not with the company surely the, if you've got a problem with that then you have a problem with all with the majority of advertising, because she's just a model that would appear in lots, lots of models as skinny, slim women. I mean, I don't have a problem with that one specifically. I might question the whole, you know, the thin model thing in, in its entirety, but that, I don't have a problem with that. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like to know if you have a problem with it. 08459 455 555. It's the big phone in from nine. Thank you very much. The general election on the BBC. We're bringing you the news as it happens, wherever you happen to be. Just enter your postcode on the BBC News website and you'll see all the details of your constituency and the latest news from where you live. We're helping you understand the policies and key issues. And what they mean to you. Election 2015 on the BBC. Making it clear. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I've just been reminded. I had a canvasser. I had a canvasser come round last night, and I oh, the, 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 I could tell from the look in her eye, she wasn't going to be the ones that I was voting for. Right? I hate confrontation on the doorstep. It really makes me so uncomfortable. So she knocked on the door, 
I'm just canvassing. It wasn't for the uh, MPs, it was for the um, council. And I said, oh, I'm a bit busy, I've got the kids, and the kids were running around, I've got the kids. She said, I don't want to talk to you, I just want to ask, will you be voting for this party? Now, I was tempted to lie, because I don't like the confrontation. I was tempted to say, yeah, yeah, I will. And I thought, do you know what, I'm going to stand up for myself. I went, no, I'm not going to vote for them. Oh, who are you thinking of voting for? I said, well, it's, I'm not sure yet, it's one of two. I've got two in mind that I'm kind of skirting around. Not made my mind up yet. And she went, oh... Well, this is my niece, and she's done a very good job. <laughs> and and I nearly said what you said this morning. I nearly said, oh, well, you should be very proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really cheeky question anyway. So no. She deserves it. No, that's how they, that's how they do it. I nah. mean, they, they ask. And so, I don't know, but I just... I, 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 it's weird that I nearly agreed and said, yes, I'm going to vote for this party because I felt uncomfortable about confrontation. I was in my house. I was in my house. There's always confrontation in my house. And I was, I was a little bit uncomfortable about doing it there. I'm always polite and firm with people who come to the door. Well, no, you're always showing a bit of um, uh, woo-wah. Where's the, is it the postman? Well, the postman's different. Uh, there but, was no woo-wah, there was just a dressing gown. But the only person that's knocked on the door, canvassing. The mm. only person. And it was a local council, wasn't uh, an MP or anything. Interesting, it wasn't the niece she sent her and. No, the her. niece was going around, and the niece was doing the other side of the street. Oh. So they were both working it, and you have to respect that. Just not their horrible, nasty politics. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Um, petrol theft is up by 35% in the Chiltern and South Bucks districts, according to Thames Valley Police, who are suggesting a simple change uh, could put a stop to it uh, forever. They're suggesting that you have to pay for your petrol before you, uh, you, you, you're on the forecourt. Well, Kevin Eastwood is boss. And by that I mean he's from the British Oil Security Syndicate, a not-for-profit trade association that campaigns to reduce crime on Britain's service station forecourts. First up, Kevin, boss... Excellent name for an organisation. Is this a massive problem? It certainly is, yes. You're talking about 31, over £31 million worth of theft a year. About 31.4 in total if you include drive-offs and people who promise to come back and pay, having left their wallets at home. The, um, it's one of my great fears, Kevin, um, of, is uh, having no money or not having my card at the, the petrol station. And I, I, I would be absolutely feel awful I was in that situation. But people driving off, there are cameras everywhere now, so surely it's easy to, um, to, to catch them. Well, you would think so, um, but obviously not all uh, not all cameras are as accurate or as clear in their images as they might be, and quite often people use false or altered plates. Uh, the police, well, certain parts of the police are suggesting we pay for our petrol before we get it. Would that work? Well, it does work, um, but it's not customer-friendly, and it doesn't provide the independent retailer with the level of income that will sustain him and sustain his business. There are two things to this. First and foremost, if you think back, well, you, you won't be able to think back that far, but in 1967, there were 40,000 petrol stations in this country. And at the end of last year, there were 8,607, I think it was, 8,607, no, 8,609, sorry. Okay. So that's a huge reduction. So you've got masses and masses of fuel going through a small number of sites, and the independent retailer is finding life particularly tough. Now, in most shops, 
there are all sorts of merchandise in addition to the petrol, and that's important. Ginsters, Haribo, things like that? Well, it's very important. You can buy groceries in most of these shops now. And in fact, most of the shops are treated as local convenience stores. Yeah. And they're a con- they're are, they are a community facility, which needs to be supported, because without it, well, people people would find life... Well, it doesn't... Well, you say it needs to be supported. I refuse to buy my milk in petrol stations, because it is well expensive. Fine. That's a decision you make. Yes. But as far as... As far as buying merchandise from the shop is concerned, um, people sometimes have to queue up because they're busy, and paying at the pump quite often relieves that pressure. So for people who want to fill up and get on their way quickly, then paying at the pump is an answer. What about what they do on the continent? They still do, they do this in Greece, and I flipping love it, and we used to do it. You have a fella that comes out and pumps off for you. Yes, indeed, but unfortunately the profit margins on petrol are so very, very tiny that that really isn't sustainable. If you consider that the price of fuel now, a gallon of uh, a gallon of fuel or a litre, almost 70% of what you put on the counter to pay for that fuel goes in tax and duty to the to the um, to the government, which is a huge amount. Yeah, it's very very little, in fact, for the retailer. So he lives on a very very tiny margin. You're talking about probably no more than just over a penny per litre. Well, Kevin, are you asking us to feel sorry for them? Because with the greatest respect, they chose to enter that business, didn't they? Oh, indeed. And they're they're working very hard to sustain their businesses. But crime is a real problem for our industry, and people filling up and driving off without paying is another big issue. What about having barriers? What, what, this is my idea, Kevin. If, if um, someone starts to drive off or starts their engine, the, the fellow behind the counter hits a button and a barrier comes up. Could that work? Um, we have tried it. it. It doesn't work. There are ways to defeat it. There was another system introduced probably about five years ago now where spikes leapt up out of the ground Ooh. and punctured the offending vehicle's tyre. Beautiful. Um, not not very customer friendly unfortunately um but we have tried all sorts of methods yeah. and to be honest pay at the pump is something that is very effective on quite a lot of sites but these petrol pumps cost around about 10 to 15000 pounds each they last many years and to replace them including the facility to pay at the pump is something that i think over time will come but it's not something that will happen overnight okay kevin listen i appreciate your time i appreciate you uh, withstanding a robust questioning thank you very much indeed kevin eastwood uh, is uh, from boss that's the coolest name for an organization isn't it boss Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. What could you do as a kid that you can't do now? Can't quite remember how we got onto that specific question. Silver-suited pianist. Well, yeah, but he'll probably be able to do that when he's an adult. Mm. Silver-suited what? Pianist. Yeah. No, but you know, all of us were clever at certain things when we were children, weren't we? I was excellent at um, um, uh, Defender. Uh, I was excellent at the cello. Wasn't excellent. I never practised. No, nor did I. Um, and, um, I mean, I was, I was fast. When I was a kid, I was fast, man. I was flipping fast. Were you? Yeah, I was, I was fast. I was a sprinter, mate. Oh. 400 metres. Wow. Boom. An have athlete. some of that. Yeah, I was. I was athletic. The legs, innit? Sorry? The legs, innit? Well, that's the running part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then the heart it. and the lungs and the the arms get involved, the brain, the psychology. There's no psychology in sports. I hate all that. Oh, it's, yeah, it's the. It's, you really. Know, there is. No, there's not. It's yeah. running and kicking. The psychology of the sport. Nah, jog on, mate. Literally jog on. It's a jogging no, race. I think there is psychology because you're doing something that hurts because my psychology says I'm going to stop doing no, that. No, you just do it more and more and more until you're stronger. Why would you do that? I'll well, just stop. Well, because all sportsmen are thick. 
Oh. They don't no. have the same uh, pain in hip. They don't have the same pain receptacles that we've got because we're intelligent. Um, mm. not including you in, in this, Kelly. But please Thank don't you. be offended. No, you're welcome. But because we're intelligent, um, and you just reached the edge of the Venn diagram on this one, Catherine. But bear with me because we're intelligent. We feel pain. Can we are sensitive. We em- empathetic. I, no, I don't. Let me listen to this. We feel pain. Okay, because we're intelligent. Sports people. Well, they're thick. They're thick. Name one intelligent sports person. Guys, anyone? Can't, Catherine, Kelly, name one. You can't do it. Primarily because your microphones are turned off. Yes, I'll admit that. And you are mouthing words at me that do look like names. Oh, or swear words. Um, but uh, th- 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 there are no intelligent sports people. That's why they don't feel pain. That's why they train for so hard. Their lives are empty. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident which has blocked a lane between Junction 11 for Dunstable and Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. It's causing delays all the way from Junction 12 for Flittick. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And it's also looking really busy on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Sandy, the A1 is slow southbound approaching the Sandy roundabout from St. Neots Road. And it's also busy in Roxton at the Great uh, Black Cat roundabout about with queues from Eton Soken and Aston Clinton on the A41 Aston Clinton Road. That's very slow around the Woodland roundabout. There's no reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. An NHS trust in Hertfordshire has defended paying its chief nurse over £200,000 for 10 months' work. Jackie Ardley was appointed on an interim basis by West Hearts NHS Trust. Seven men have been arrested after drugs raids across Milton Keynes yesterday. Around £50,000 worth of drugs were recovered, along with large quantities of cash. And the Disasters Emergency Committee, which brings together a number of British aid charities, is launching an appeal this morning to help the survivors of the Nepal Earth. Earthquake. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford will be joined by Bournemouth and going up to the Premier League after the South Coast side all but secured automatic promotion by beating Bolton 3-0 last night. It means Bournemouth are three points and 19 goals clear of third-place Middlesbrough with one game to play. They nearly dropped out of the Football League seven years ago after going into administration. Here's chairman Jeff Mostyn. I think for all football fantasists, this is the perfect story. And I think it's given hope to every Football League club that you can come back from oblivion to the Premier League. Meanwhile, Watford defender Tommy Hoban says the Hornets players are still coming to terms with their achievement. It's a dream for all of us. I mean, since a little boy, you know, it's what I've been dreaming of. And um, to have a chance to go and play now next year, it's just... It's everything I've ever wanted and, um, you know, I'll definitely be working hard over the pre-season as I'm sure everyone else will be. And Watford Borough Council has confirmed that a party to celebrate Watford's promotion to the Premier League will be held in Cassiobury Park on Bank Holiday Monday, May the 4th. The Hornets players will take part in an open-top bus parade through the town, arriving at the park at around 2 o'clock. 
Luton have suspended striker Ricky Miller after he was arrested for allegedly headbutting a taxi driver in the early hours of yesterday morning. The 26-year-old was arrested in Hockcliffe. In a statement, the, the Hatters said an internal investigation was also underway. In the Premier League tonight, Hull host Liverpool in non-league football in the Southern League Division 1 Central playoffs. Aylesbury host Bedworth, Royston are at home to Barton Rovers and Ronnie O'Sullivan is through to the quarter-finals of the World Snooker after beating Matthew Stevens 13-5. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. No, we don't need to do wolf whistling. We've got plenty. We've got plenty. What could... What? 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 Can't you do now that you could do as a kid and at Bridge? Come on, guys. It's one of the dullest... Someone's just tweeted that if, uh, if Bridge is a sport, then uh, where is it? Oh, uh, David says, the only sports I play are pool, darts and the fruit machine. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Bridge isn't a sport, it's a card game. Uh, 08459 is the telephone number. Uh, Billy's on the line. Morning, Billy. Billy? Oh, hang on a second. Why, why, why have you typed Billy on the screen then? Billy's. Oh, but Professor John, I do apologise. Thank you. She's typed Billy on the screen, and so I've read <laughs> Billy. Professor John Brewer, what have you got for us? You, you, what, what, Catherine, why are we talking to the professor? Because you said that sports people have the only psychology they have is that they don't know that when it hurts you should stop yeah. because they are thick. Yeah. Professor John Brewer, introduce yourself, John. Well, thank you, Catherine. I'm Professor. Get the he can't even John. say it. He's got <laughs> it's early, an in, it's on, early in the morning, no, and, I ran, it, and I, I ran a marathon on Sunday. I'm Professor John Brewer. I live in Chesham, Buckinghamshire, but I work at St Mary's University at Twickenham, and I'm prof- Professor of Applied Sports Science. Sportsmen are thick, aren't they? No, they're not. Not at all. They're, many of them devote their lives from an early age to getting fit, to getting right for sport. And what they do know is that the real difference, the little difference between success and failure can often be in the mind. So I think these days many of them do ensure that they are mentally prepared as well as physically prepared. Well, how do they do that? Well, there's all sorts of techniques. Some of them will psych themselves up. They'll get really aggressive. They'll, they'll listen to music. They'll get the adrenaline flowing. Whereas others will be prepared to sort of calm down a little bit and take a few deep breaths and get themselves, as they would term it, in the zone. And then what you need to do as well is be absolutely determined during the, the event that you take part in. And I think perhaps one of the best examples is somebody like Andy Murray in tennis. When Even when you could be two sets down, four games down in the third set, you still have that determination, that mental uh, steel to say, I can still turn this around and I can still win. And that's what separates the very best, the champions, from those that often don't quite make it. So psychology can just make that extra bit of difference. But then where does Murray go wrong then? Because he normally loses at the end, doesn't he? I, I think he might beg to differ with you slightly on that. I think if you look at his track record, he's won a lot more than he actually has, has lost. He's, he's clearly one of our most successful performers. And, you know, again, as I mentioned, I ran in the marathon on Sunday. You only have to look at people like Jensen Button, who can be so determined, and James Cracknell, so determined and competitive mentally, even in a sport or an event that they're not necessarily, you know, fully gifted at, to to do their very best and to really dig deep when it matters. But all it is is just your head going, come on, you can do it, come on, you can do it. Ah, forget it. Yeah, but that is often what makes the difference, because the opposite to that is, I can't do it, I'll give up. And even though you might have as a, the physiological capacity to, to 
still deliver. You might still be fit enough and not have accumulated the lactic acid and all those things that slow you down. If your mind goes, you give in, and that's when you, you, you drop out. And we see that in footballers. We see that in games when people's heads drop. And although they could still do it, their mind is switching off and they're no longer doing it. Okay. And again, good, good example, actually, just recently, you'll have seen um, Van Gaal saying that his team, Man United, he thought they'd lost it in the warm-up. That was because they weren't up for it. They weren't looking sharp. They, they weren't mentally focused. So it really does make a difference, particularly at the highest level. OK, listen, you've put forward a good case. I completely Thank disagree you. with you, John, but you're a good sport. Uh, uh, but but let's, let's agree on this. Bridge isn't a sport, is it? I would totally agree with you. Thank I, I feel very sorry for Sport England. I think they've that any any sport that doesn't elevate the heart rate, get you doing physical activity, and I apologise to any bridge players that are getting upset, I would not classify it as a sport. They're too old to get upset. They can't hear you, John. <laughs> John, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Morning, Justin. Uh, do you know what? John, absolutely bang on the money. It's all in the mind. It's, well, no, it's not, mate. It it's is. All, well, it's not. If it, it was is. all in the mind, mm. then Stephen Hawking would w- w- win a marathon. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, not that's really. Actually quite cl- that's cleverer than I thought it was going to be when I started that <laughs> sentence. That works on so many levels. It's all in the mind. Well, it's, not, know, it's in the legs. No, it's not. Because of course it is. You can push yourself. Some football players haven't got the talent, the, the real talent that other players have, but they push themselves so far. Let me give you an example. Gary Neville. He wasn't the best football player in the world, but he had a great career at Manchester United. He played for England because he was determined. It was in his mind, I'm going to be my very, very best. Thank right, you. And then what happened to him? Well, he had a fantastic career. Was he the very, very best? Well, he played. Was he the very, very best? He wasn't the very, well, very then, best. then his Hang psychology on. didn't work. If no. his psychology was, I'm going to be the very, very best, and he wasn't the very, very best, his psychology failed. His psychology made him the very best he could possibly be. That's why a player like Gary Neville played for England and Manchester United for years. And he admits that himself. OK, so we were allowing people who weren't the very, very best to play for us. This is where the whole system no, has gone wrong, no, Justin. No, no, no. The whole system has gone wrong. <laughs> Sports is in the legs, and I'll give you the lungs. Mm. And that's it. Sometimes you can push yourself, though. Yeah, I know. I'm pushing myself now not to yeah. come out into the car park and knock that growler from your face. <laughs> I'm not in the car park. I'm in Flamstead. Hashtag Home of the big tour. Village life. And how's it going in Flamstead today? Yeah, tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a tough. It's been a tough morning, all in all. No, I've enjoyed it today. Yeah, uh, there's been some good bits. Uh, Just what you got for us? Uh, well, you were talking earlier on about uh, things that you could do as a kid that you can't do now. Yeah. Um, so I've taken this one to the lush streets of Flamstead. Oh. Some of the answers are pretty obvious, but one at the end, which yeah. is an absolute belter. Yes. Here's what the people of Flamstead had to say. TJ, how are you, boss? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Good stuff. When you were a kid, what could you do? Um, I could play the French horn, I could play the cornet. Oh, yes. And um, I could play the drums, guitar, um, good at football and good at sports. All right, mate, yeah. calm down. <laughs> Thanks for your time. All right, see you later. I'll take care, <laughs> OK, Piers, we're in Flamstead. What could you do as a kid that you can't do now? Climb a tree. How high are we talking here? Come on, realistically. Uh, pretty much as high as the tree would go, really. Right, OK, so, so what's gone wrong over the years? Why can't you climb a tree now? Just getting older with age. I suppose the fear sets in. I just can't really do it anymore. Okay, mate. All right, sorry about that. Nice take care. Cheers, mate. Have a good one. 
Jane, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Lovely. It's a lovely morning. Lovely. I'm enjoying this village life perspective. Uh, so what could you do as a kid that you can't do now? Well, I could run and jump a lot more than I can now because of my very stiff knees. Let's have a look. Oh, <laughs> painful. Yeah, look all right to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, no, it's... it's still not quite flexible, if you don't oh, mind yeah. me saying. Yeah, but it's, it, it's more of an effort than it was. Yeah. OK, well, uh, we'll take that. Thank you very much. Okay. Have a good day in the village. Thank you. Rose, I'll put the question to you. What could you do as a kid that you can't do now? Not pay taxes. Rose, what are you like? What am I like? Yeah. What do you mean? That's a fairly sinister answer. <laughs> it's a great answer. It just happens when you pay taxes, you just instantly get cynical. Can't help it. Yeah. Okay, great stuff. Thank you. That was a great answer. Have some. That of was a, that. The, 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 first, right? Okay. Can I can I critique that piece? Of course you can. That was really creepy with the knees, woman, mate. That well, was creepy. Well, let me just explain what was going on in front of me. Okay. She said to me, "My knees aren't what they used to be," oh. and then she started lifting her knees up almost in my face. All right. It's creepy, man. It was. That's what happens in villages. Weird things go on. Okay. Secondly, that mm. one at the end, she's a genius. Yeah, she's I like know. a French philosophizer. Incredible. Th thirdly, TJ at the start. Mm. Get, why is that man not on Britain's Got Talent? He could play the corn at the French <laughs> horn and he could run and jump and do all of those yeah, things at yeah. the same time. Yeah, but you're missing the key thing. When he was a kid, oh, yeah. he hasn't practiced for years. He can't do them anymore. What could you do as a kid? You can't do now. I guess breathe well. Um. <laughs> Can I, can I, can I? <laughs> I guess not wheeze. I'll, I'll give you an answer. I'll give you an answer on this one. Um, slapping people's backsides. As a kid, you could get away with that. You now on the streets, you we're can't not, get we're away not in with the streets, it. Justin, but in the right. Uh, Andy's in Luton. Morning, Andy. Morning, Ian. Morning, Andy. What have you got for me and Justin? How can you make that statement that no sportsmen are intelligent? Oh, quite. That is such a that is such a sweeping generalisation. Yeah, and, and what's wrong with sweeping generalisations, Andy? It's wrong. That's why. Well, you're going to name you're, you're going to name three I'll... sportsmen that are clever, and <laughs> yeah. if one of them's Cantona, it don't count. Right, I will. Right, okay. Chris but... Hoy, sir, Chris Hoy. What? What? Why is sir Steve Redgrave? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on a minute, Andy. You've Gail confused. Epps, you've confused. Jackson, Andy, you've... Cook. Andy, you've confused intelligence with people who are knighted. Look, what, 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 what has Sir Chris Hoy done to prove his intelligence? Well, you. No, no, are no. Right. No. No. Answer the question. What has, what has he, Sir he, Chris Hoy done that proves he's intelligent? He is a broadcaster as well as a sportsman. Oh, he, he could say he words as well as row. Well, Gosh, it must have been so difficult for him growing up in his privileged background. Well, <laughs> is he like you then? You're no. a broadcaster. <laughs> Woo! Get off. Boy. <laughs> 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 do, OK, uh, do you know what? I'm going to widen that out, Andy. Thank you. No, actually, Andy has made a point, Justin, yeah. that oh, I hadn't... I, I hadn't connect, no, I'm going to correct myself. Thank yeah. you, Andy. I'm yeah. going to correct myself. Don't often do this on air. OK, yeah. thank you, Andy. All sports people are thick, and so are most people who like sports. What are you talking about? Well, listen to that plum. That was the best. Uh, so Chris Hoy is, is is intelligent because he's been knighted, mm -hmm. and because he can he can broadcast. Flipping it, Tony Blackburn can broadcast. 
Have you seen that guy write his name? He what can't even you... spell Blackburn. Uh, are we going back to your childhood here? Are you just a little bit jealous? Are you a little bit jealous that, that, that all the boys yeah. from your school mm. went to football and you, for some reason, you didn't and you've still got a bit of an attitude about that 50-odd years later? Run for the county, mate. Sorry? Ah, uh, excuse me. Did you? I ran for the county, mate. Yeah, I ran for the county. Sorry, what was oh, that? Oh. Yeah, I ran for the county, mate. So is that, is that a sport? Is running a sport, Justin? Is it? Oh, dear, is dear. it? In, in your world, is that a sport? Yes, it is, mate, oh, of course. Right. The 400 metres is definitely a sport, just, yeah. Right, okay. yeah. And nothing to do with psychology about I've, whether no, you win it was about my race. it was about my long legs moving faster or slower than mm. the other people I was running against. When you started that race you and your mind would have psyched yourself up. If you'd have no, turned up no. like you couldn't be bothered, you'd have had no chance of winning. So, yes, it is all down to your mind and the psychology. It's all down to the mind. It's down to the fact that I had long legs that could move faster than a lot of other 15-year-old boys. Everything is down to the mind. Everything. You turning well, no, up and presenting not. a radio programme is, is up to you and how you feel in your mind whether that's going to be a great show or not. And you know I'm talking fact and not fiction. No, Thank mate, the, the, whether the show is good or not is entirely down to, and you know I don't believe in the esoteric, the magical, the voodoo, it's entirely down to the vibrations. <laughs> it's all about the vibes, Justin, you know it. Yeah, but that vibe, where does that come from? It comes from you. It comes from Mother Earth and Vishnu. Right. We all know that, Justin. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. It's also busy on the M1 southbound around Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and on the M25 anti-clockwise there are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. It's also looking busy on the speed sensors in Beaconsfield on Park Lane that's looking very slow from Sear Green towards the A40 London Road and in High Wycombe on the A404 that's looking slow on all the approaches to the M40 at the Handicross roundabout. No reports of any delays at the moment on the trains on the departure boards. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. I wish you'd spoken for a bit longer. I think I'm going to sneeze. Oh, yeah, I was right. I was right. 8.45, it was as good as it sounded, guys. 8.45, it's Tuesday the 28th of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An NHS trust in Hertfordshire has defended paying its chief nurse over £200,000 for 10 months' work. The police commander for Milton Keynes says a crackdown on drug offences will continue after seven men were arrested in raids yesterday. And the Disasters Emergency Committee is launching an appeal this morning to help the survivors of the Nepal earthquake. 08459 555. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A chilly start this morning. In fact, it's going to feel quite chilly for much of the day. We've got a bit of a westerly breeze just taking the edge off the temperatures despite this glorious blue sky and sunshine. Now, a bit more cloud will bubble up this afternoon and with it comes the opportunity of maybe one or two sharp showers. Not everywhere we'll see them, but it is possible they could ping up anywhere. Now, overnight tonight, uh, we're looking at it clear initially, but then the cloud's going to increase from the west. As it does so, the temperature's going to rise a little. Minimum, though, down to three in the countryside, but by dawn, probably around five 
but all six. Now, some showers preempt the main band of rain, which will arrive as we head through dawn tomorrow morning. Some heavy bursts of rain in there, gradually moving southeastwards right the way across. And uh, with it, it looks like it should clear tomorrow afternoon. Dry and brighter conditions after that with some showers, but again, fairly chilly. Maximum temperature, 13 Celsius, 55 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. I think the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, I don't understand. This, now, this is a punning headline, and I, I think I get it. But it don't really work. It's Penelope Cruz in uh, a red leather catsuit. Blimey. Um, I th- it doesn't work. Go on. You can be careful how you say this. Picasso in the attic. Uh. It's obviously cash in the attic, and it's to do with Picassos, but Picasso in the attic doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Guys, d- uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, I've just seen who this son art critic is. Are you ready? Go. To lose the plot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. guys, that's what it says here. That's an actual thing. By to lose the plot, the Sun Art Critic. I think they're taking the Mickey. I don't think they're doing this story seriously enough, guys. Be aware, fellow art lovers, that ghastly portrait Granny left you could actually be worth a small fortune. It won't be. A three hundred pounds painting, stashed in an attic for a decade is thought to be by Renaissance master El Greco and has now fetched £120,000. So nothing to do with Picasso? Well, it's art, um, yeah. Quite a long time in between. Auctioneer Richard Bromell in Sherborne, Dorset, said of the lucky seller, when he came down off the ceiling, he was very, very... Well, hang on, it's been stashed in the attic for a decade. Well, uh, 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 um... Is it nicked? Did he nick it? Oh. I don't know. I, why, um, and there are plenty of others. Um, what's this? Uh, this is gosh. This is really weirdly written. This is to lose the plot. The Sun art critic saying this. I shall call him after. There are plenty of others who, much to my amazement, can't spot a masterpiece. If basically, if a painting is rubbish, it's probably worth a few quid. That's sort of what you have to go by, isn't it? That's that's the theory. Yeah, because otherwise, who would have bought it? A £250,000 constable landscape was bought for a measly 30 quid in Canterbury, Kent. Brit Andy Fields paid £3 for five paintings in Vegas. Oh, here we go. And found one of them was a £1.3 million Andy Warhol. Painters what can't paint. Andy Warhol can't paint. He used to get his mates to do it. Now, let's be honest. I like Picasso. He can't paint. And I do love Picasso. I, 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 I've been to a couple of Picasso exhibitions. I find them exciting and invigorating, but they're rubbish, really. He can't Take in the mitt, wouldn't he? I mean, you can't, you, so you've got a side on, you've got a profile, but you can see both eyes. Mm-hmm. Dude, what are, you, what are you talking about? 
Tell you who was good, Rodan. That was um, the, the, that's that's the, the, the kiss. That's no, first of all, you're, you're confusing. Uh, Tom Jones was the kiss, and Rodan was that uh, was the giant monster in uh, those Japanese horror movies. Oh, silly me. Um, uh, two, uh, 50, 500,000 pounds Van Dyke, you make your own jokes, guys, was found on the Antiques Roadshow while an owl by Webb worth 600,000 pounds was unearthed during a house clear-out in Basingstoke. No, shut up. And this is, this, I don't believe this. I don't believe this last one, OK? A dying Christ. I'm assuming it's a picture as opposed to an actual dying Christ, found behind a New York sofa, could be worth... Have a guess how much a, di- a picture of a dying Christ could be worth. Well, everyone wants one of those. Um, uh, 28,000. Guess properly. 28 million. Guess properly. 2,800. Guess properly. £3.50. £190 million. Pounds. Close. One hundred and suddenly the uh, album I bought for six hundred dollars doesn't seem so expensive. Although I'm getting one hundred twenty-five dollars off it. Don't ask me how. Bullying a woman online. I'm not bullying her. It was slightly damaged, and I said in that case I want to return it. She said I can't. I've spent the money. <gasps> I said, well, I want some money off then because it's I'm not. She says, well, how much? I said one hundred and fifty. She said one hundred. I said one hundred twenty-five. She went, all right then. She shouldn't have spent... Oh, I've spent the money. She, she sent me a... Sub- I can't give you the fight, the $600 back. I've spent it on rent. Yeah, and uh, it's damaged. Well, it wasn't damaged when I sent it to you. It must be the effing postal service, she said. Well, I said, wow. yeah, you didn't pack it very well, love. <clears throat> you didn't pack it very well. Um, so that's... Um, th- these, I mean, these pictures are pretty hideous. Well, let's be honest. We buy art nowadays on... Um, what kind of art are you looking for? All about this size. Changing rooms, you did it yourself, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They did, didn't they? That woman who, I've got to be honest, I was madly in love with, Anna Ryder Richardson. She's selling garages now, have you seen? No. Oh, I loved her so much. I think I met her. She was delightful. She wore leather trousers and she was a little bit, she had the eyes. She was saucy. She was operating on a high sexual frequency. She's selling garages. Garage doors. Oh. That operate on a a radio frequency. Oh, fair, but actually that's quite cool then, isn't it? Yeah. That's quite cool, but, um, you, oh, dear. Where anyway, are they? she used to do art, didn't she? They matched your curtains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would get get some uh, MDF and spray it and then stick some pine cones on. People don't buy paintings anymore. What they do is they get a massive picture of themselves. Don't they? Zayn Malik is still in one direction. He's not. According to uh, Professor Stephen Hawking in another universe. Well, this is great. This is the, um, 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 the, the, the theory that there are an infinite number of things happening in an infinite number of universes. And whenever people imagine the infinite number of things happening in an infinite number of universes, we always imagine things that are slightly different. Yeah. Like, I'm the producer of this show, you're the presenter. Zayn Malik's still in one. Why don't they imagine me um, um, uh, having sex with an elephant? Well, we are now. Well, that, and that would—that's happening in another universe where it's not frowned upon. I—I'm—I'm—I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm a black man in another universe. I'm—I'm—I'm mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm a, a woman that um, gets aroused by pylons in another universe. Why don't we—why don't we imagine that stuff? Why is it always well in another universe? I'm still with my first girlfriend, and I'm wearing a slightly different shirt. Could why happen. Would, why would you know all the same people? Yeah, exactly. In another universe, I'm Elvis Presley. In another universe, Elvis Presley never existed. And neither neither did I. I'm an ant. You know, and so you get caught up in this, oh, Zayn Malik's. In another universe, Zayn Malik's. Well, it'll make some little girls feel better. 
yet in another universe. Yes. Apart from in that other universe, those girls don't like Zayn Malik. <laughs> in another universe, they're still fans of um, um, the Backstreet Boys. You see what I'm saying to you, yeah. Catherine? You yeah. see what I'm saying? It's very scientific. What I'm saying is Stephen Hawking is a plum and he don't know nothing. In another universe. Yeah! Exacto mundo, Officer Fonzarelli. I'm waiting for ISD Line 6 to light up, and when it lights up, we're going to go to the Trav early, like there's no tomorrow. Why? You'll find out why. It's not for me to tell you. Listen, just, you know, allow the vibrations to guide us, man. We are, we are stardust, we are golden. Come on, I'm, I'm reciting the lyrics to a Joni Mitchell song. It's, it, it, there's only so much more of this uh, the listener can take. By the way, David Crosby is still replying to, to... David Crosby from The Birds and Crosby, Stills and Nash still replying to pretty much any question you ask him. I asked him, out of Crosby, Stills, Nash, who would be the most sensitive lover? Not young, because I bet he's a beast. He replied that none of them were. They were all too selfish. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's still slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne and it's very busy there between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and the M1 at Junction 10. Looking at the M25 on the speed sensors, it's looking very busy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40 and in Mill Hill on Watford Way there are queues southbound between the Apex Corner and the Mill Hill Circus. Looking at the uh, cameras for the, sorry, the train departure boards, there's no reports for any delays at the moment. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, thank you very much indeed, Sammy. That's what I say. I say yeah, yeah. Saturday. No oh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, I hit it too early. That's because I thought there was a queue there. Look at that. Hang on a minute. Don't worry. Right, leave, leave, there we go. There we go. Going to go there. Beautiful. Bish, bash, bosh. Stop. Wallop. Sorted. <clears throat> as smooth as, guys. As smooth as. Now... Kate Adie now presents a Nepal earthquake appeal on behalf of the DEC, the Disasters Emergency Committee. On Saturday, Nepal was shaken by a powerful earthquake northwest of the capital Kathmandu. Thousands are dead and injured. People have been pulled from the wreckage of buildings, their faces white with dust. In a mountainous country, it's still hard to know the full extent of the disaster. Many villages have yet to be reached. Some may be completely destroyed. Nepal is a very poor country, and few buildings have been constructed to withstand a quake of this magnitude, the biggest to strike in over 80 years. Even the buildings that are still standing may not be safe. Hundreds of thousands of frightened people are living outside. They're clustering in parks and open spaces in Kathmandu, where it's been raining heavily and it's very cold at night. Hospitals are overwhelmed with casualties. Food, water, medicines are all in very short supply. So the Disasters Emergency Committee has launched this urgent appeal. There are 13 DEC members, all leading UK charities which are experienced in the provision of aid. Communications in Nepal are severely disrupted and many roads are blocked. But these DEC member charities and their partners are already there and doing what they can to meet the needs of thousands of desperate people. £25 will provide a month's supply of clean water for four families. £50 will feed a family for a fortnight. And £100 will give five families a safe, dry place to sleep. 
to donate, call 0370-6060-900. That's 0370-6060-900. Or you can send a donation. Please send checks payable to DEC Nepal Earthquake Appeal to P.O. Box 999, London EC3A, 3AA. That's P.O. Box 999, London EC3A, 3AA. Or you can give online at www.dec.org.uk. Thank you. Thank you, Kate Adie. The number again, 0370-6060-900. Standard geographic charges from landlines uh, and mobiles will apply. Well, uh, guys, uh, that's it. I think it looks like we made it once again. Kelly Betts, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Catherine Boyle. Uh, do we need to get security to get that, uh, that homeless guy out that's hanging out in the middle studio? Who is that? For goodness sakes. Tony Blackburn. <laughs> you right, Tony? Yes, very, very yeah. good, sir. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Justin. Excellent stuff. Back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Do you object to the Beach Body Ready adverts? Thousands of people will gather this weekend to protest against the Beach Body Ready poster campaign created to advertise Protein World weight loss products. Nearly 50,000 people have signed a petition to have the adverts removed, as critics say they promote an unhealthy body image. Many posters have been defaced, and this weekend... The poster, the protest poster, calls for people of all sexes and sizes to wear their slim suit with pride to promote the message that we are all beach body ready. The Protein World Twitter feed has referred to protesters as terrorists, asking them not to take their own body image insecurities out on a food company. While St Albans businesswoman Louisa Zisman is an ambassador for the company, her view in just a few minutes' time, and I want to hear from you as well. Do you object to the Beach Body Ready adverts? Pick up the phone, have your say on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC news. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire Health Trust defence payment to chief nurse, police commander's pledge to tackle drugs in Milton Keynes and council confirm promotion party for Watford. BBC Three Counties Radio. And NHS Trust in Hertfordshire has defended paying its chief nurse over £200,000 for 10 months' work. Jackie Ardley was appointed on an interim basis by West Hart's NHS Trust. The trust, which includes Watford, St Albans and Hemel Hospitals, says her pay was in line with market expectations and the responsibilities of her role. Roger Goss is from Patient Concern. These organisations feel they have to have a hierarchy and a top person ostensibly organising everything. The awful thing from the point of view of patients is, of course, is that what really matters is how many nurses they've got for patients on the wards. 